0: Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of Type moon. I'm your host, Fenn. My pronouns are Fay Fair, and joining me is... I'm your co-host, Ben Enns, and my pronouns are she, they. And today we're joined by It's All Stover's very
1: own Ina. Hey, what's up, nerds? Uh, I'm It's All Stover's very own Ina, and my <laughs> pronouns are she, her. <laughs>
2: if that sounded weird, it's because I'm reading off of the script something I've never done before in my life. <laughs> I think you did great. I don't yeah. think anyone will notice. Today, we are covering... We'll cut that bit where you referenced the script so that no one will know.
3: <laughs> Thanks.
2: This is the the
0: uh, rowdiest intro we've ever done. We're
2: a little funggy. It's a little too late in the day. This is usually the time when we're like midway to par- yes. almost done with the podcast. We've been
1: talking for 45 minutes.
2: <laughs> no, we haven't. It's been like thirty. <laughs> you know, you know, we do marathon podcast recordings, right?
1: All I know is that the Yuri tea time, according to this schedule, is blocked for thirty minutes, <laughs> and the movie is blocked for three hours.
2: And I, I have <laughs> doubts normal. that either of those are going to work out. That's my default. That's that's those are aspirational.
4: <laughs> okay.
2: Now today. Fine.
0: We are covering Karano Kyokai, Thanatos, Overlooking View, the first KNK movie. We'll be covering the novels later in our journey, but before we get to either of them, we have a lot of anime to get through, and also, hey Ina, what
1: is your image song? <laughs> oh, um So my image song that I brought is Superpower Bitch by Kim Petras. Because I forgot how the image songs worked. And I thought that it was going to be like um, like when our pro wrestler walks out on stage and they just play the song. And I thought that... it would be funny to play that one. Um, mm-hmm. And I forgot that I just... would probably
2: get uh, like taken off of iTunes or something like that for copyright infringement if we used a big song.
1: Yeah, I completely forgot that the song would not actually get played. And I would just say it and talk about mm-hmm. how it relates to the lyrics. Which I don't really... Uh-huh. <laughs> and i oh. just forgot that we do image songs the first time we come onto to this show no this uh, is perfect it's been a minute um so uh, i the was asked to do an image know. song like five minutes ago and i <laughs> i just kind of scrambled and... you're, tra-
2: you're like outing how much of a mess our production is this is really <laughs> inappropriate uh i so gotta sorry. say i am listening to this song under you talking so it's mm-hmm. setting the tone for me <laughs>
1: thank you thank you i uh, recommend
2: that everyone listening play kim petra's superpower bitch under ina talking this whole podcast if you can we the will thing link that it
1: you the need description. to remember about me um is that i maybe i sound like a sweaty mess but <laughs> uh, <laughs> i am actually very cool and yes. uh and attractive and yes. everyone uh-huh. likes me a lot
2: yes mm-hmm. these are all true we wouldn't have you on the podcast otherwise
1: that's yes. That's right.
2: <laughs> Only the most
0: attractive people on this podcast.
2: I <laughs> need some water. <laughs>
0: okay. That Ooh. said, it is now Yuri Tea Time. Yeah. Which is the little section that we section off to
2: talk about non type Moon related stuff. The podcast within our podcast that should be its own podcast.
1: The podcast that completely ruined my life in the last week and a half.
2: that was your own fault yeah
1: don't put all of the blame on
4: us
1: (laughs) Um, i've never done anything wrong in my
4: life
3: i think this to
1: myself i'm fully willing to admit that so ben
0: and i just to set up a little or unless do you want to do we want to talk about x-men first or do we want to talk about anime you
4: know Um, how
3: do
1: you feel i i guess it's up to you x-men could break up two very long blocks of anime i guess Maybe we won't
2: have anything to say about the next season anime because we're just saying basically what we're watching so this <laughs> list is little, longer is longer than bits. it looks or no no wait thankfully this list is shorter than it looks yeah. that's fair that's okay fair. let's uh, start with some anime
0: okay okay so ben and i watch seasonal anime uh, yes we do this two all the time. To 8 shows apparently. We watched too much anime this uh, time. Uh usually it's around 2. Uh or two that we watch with each other and then, you know, one or two with Ben's partner Heather. Yes. Um and so, last season we watched way too many things. Mhm. Uh starting from worst, we watched the second core of
2: Spy Family and we have to say the bit is that we told Ina all of this anime that we were going to cover as a joke to be like, oh, make sure you watch all of this. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, how was your experience watching eight shows uh, worth of anime plus the other seasons of Yamano Susume?
1: Plus the first
2: episodes of all of the Next Step animes? I didn't
1: realize initially that it was a joke, and that's my bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I did loudly complain about (laughs) How I wasn't going to have time to do Uh all of this. Uh Um, But I was like, oh, yeah, I could probably watch two or three shows in like a week. Uh Um, And then I was told it was a joke. But at that point, I I was already like doing the math of like how to make it work
2: in my schedule. You had realized how funny it would be to have crammed (laughs) like a lifetime worth of anime Uh, into the last week. I feel like it's,
1: you know, um, my brain does feel like a puddle. And even though I haven't actually watched anything in the last, like, day and a half, uh, that feeling hasn't gone away.
4: <laughs> so, <laughs> You're, like,
2: hearing, uh, like, phantom anime girl voices. It's really... When you turn your head. A distinct
1: kind of talking that you don't get anywhere else. <laughs> and you kind of forget that when it's the only thing you've heard for, like, four days. Um, so I did fully watch, uh, since like last Wednesday, Bochi the Rock, Yama no Susume, season four, Akiba Made War. Uh, I watched five episodes of Do It Yourself and dropped it
3: because
1: it was, uh, I didn't like it. I watched the first episodes of Nier, The Magical Revolution of the Reincarnated Princess and the Genius Young Lady, Spy Classroom, <laughs> Sugar Apple Fairy Tale. And only my, uh-huh. I took the liberty of not watching Chainsaw Man or Spy Family because I have read the manga for both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have time to cram Gundam, and then mm-hmm. I didn't watch the Arc anime because I didn't know that was on the docket.
2: I think we may think have we also may have left, have it left it off of the docket, the, but yeah. that's fine. Better than I thought. But okay, Spy Spy Family Core Two. The pitch on the Spy Family uh, anime, you know, is what if Spy Family had no sense of comedic timing and took a long time to get through every single chapter?
1: Yeah. So I actually um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of friends over to my apartment on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. uh, like kind of last minute. Their plans got canceled. So they texted me at like 10 p.m. And they're like, hey, can we come hang out for like a couple hours? And then they did. And then they got tired and they left at like 1150. And I was like, guys, But it was fine. Uh, And we watched Spy Family, (laughs) where they were at in the show, which was like episodes 9 through 11 Mm -hmm. of the first core. And yeah, I uh, so like I got a little taste of that pacing Mm. issue, generously called pacing. (laughs) And I didn't want to be the guy who's like, "Uh, (laughs) actually, the manga, uh, to my (laughs) friends who were just having a pleasant time watching the dodgeball episode or whatever. So uh,
5: Uh I just The dodgeball episode is
1: one of the better ones. This
5: is the
2: funny thing is the dodgeball episode is, yeah, one of the ones, the jokes that holds up best in the anime.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of the things about the dodgeball bit like are enhanced by just like having like motion and like voices and stuff. The um, massive kid is still very funny. It's, it's yeah, really he's good. arguably funnier when he has like a giant, like old man deep voice, also. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like talking to his daddy and he's still five years old. That's great. Um, but then I watched two more episodes after that and they were mm-hmm. really bad. It's and it's so just bad. really weird that like the entire vibe of the show is like completely different than the vibe mm-hmm. of the manga. Like they're trying to do different things with the same material but like not in an interesting way because it's no. still like a 1 to 1 adaptation it's really strange i all the three of us
0: are not not heterosexual enough to enjoy what they are doing i think mm. <laughs> because it really is the anime is really leaning into isn't it nice when a family is a husband and a wife and a child and a dog uh-huh mm-hmm. uh like isn't that a, a place you want to sit with and just like yeah. joy and and it's instead only... what you get is an anime that runtime is only 22 minutes or whatever but you stand up at the end and you're like i feel like 45 Bed minutes source. have happened <laughs> i have found the i have found immortality
2: and it is just <laughs> watching spy family episodes back to back my life yeah, it's like, I feel like that the nuclear, the uh, obviously, in the manga, the nuclear family bit started as a joke, but there's incredible gravity towards nuclear family shit anyway, mm-hmm. so it just can't hold up forever. It becomes the thing that it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the anime was like, oh, we're going whole hog on that shit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, we're going to just... Sp- pour wholesome syrup over every scene until you can't fucking breathe anymore
1: yeah there's kind of like a weird thing where like i we were kind of like talking about this in the discord the other day Where like the manga has like a notable shift where like becomes a monster franchise that has to go on forever and like the way the pacing of the story kind of like notably becomes indefinite Mm
3: -hmm. after
1: like i don't know 30 or 40 chapters there's like a shift towards, like, oh, this is actually just, this could go forever the way it's going, and you wouldn't know, which is different from how, like, the early bits feel. Mm
5: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. And, like, the show was produced far enough into Spy Family becoming this massive phenomenon as a manga that, like, they knew the whole time, so, like, I think that's part of why the pacing is like this, because, like, they are meeting out the amount of, like, chapters per core that they have to do, because they know Like, oh, ideally, we are just going to make a core of this every year for as long as we can do it.
2: Miserable. Anyway, it was terrible. But like that
1: same thing with the family vibe has like happened to the anime where like that emergent like gravity of the like heteronormative family unit has like emerged over time in the manga. But in the anime, they just know that it's there. And they're like, that's what we want people to be here for terrible so that's what the show is now even though that's not like really what's happening all the time in the manga because mm-hmm. it is mostly just a gag manga at first the show is just different it's really weird
2: my last spy X family uh uh, comment is that your voice actress is well, like a voice actress or some of my favorite fucked up sadist characters and yours is a complete disappointment on all levels and it's really really disheartening she deserves better yeah she just should be a better person <laughs> it's unfortunate and by better person you mean
0: worse like, continue worse killing person. people she should kill more people <laughs> not be more of a trad wife
1: she it's should... wild how bad she wants to be a trad wife, but also how, like, there is zero challenge to her getting to do that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aside from she can't cook, but, like, it's in that lovable... I'm done. I'm done. Moving yeah, on. There's, there's no... <laughs> no you one's ever asked about to kill people. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, there's no pressure at all on your... She, she just speaking... gets to do it.
0: Okay, going a little bit of, out of order on this list.
2: Chainsaw Man also an
0: uninspired shonen
2: jump adaptation i like the chainsaw anime way more than you do but i also just like chainsaw man more than you do
0: i like i like chainsaw man fine mm-hmm. it is the one shonen jump manga that i'm keeping up with weekly mm-hmm. um okay so uh as i'm we'll, not even keeping as up with a weekly <laughs> as will become clear in a little bit mm-hmm. as i've already talked about uh i am a sakuga
2: sakuga Um, Fens an animation pervert
0: yes sakuga yeah Mm -hmm. i love i love i love it when animation is good Mm -hmm. and chainsaw man is technically well animated and is entirely devoid of like anything interesting about the animation
3: Hmm.
5: yeah that's what it looks uh, like yeah on the wouldn't...
1: outside not having watched it
2: this is so funny because my my wife heather my my partner heather who does not do anime is now has not read the chainsaw man manga but watched the anime and was enraptured by it and has watched it three times since and she loves it and she doesn't even necessarily disagree with fen's uh elitist comments here but it's so funny to like see people who are really into anime just like shitting all, all over it. <laughs> when uh, it's this is the thing is so many people like Chainsaw Man are like, "Ha, huh, that's really fun," and then there's so much discourse around it too. I it's well one of those shows, yeah, you know and I mean? it it sure. proves that what they set out to do
0: worked, yeah, which is make it look like a film,
2: yeah. I think some of the like pacing slowdown in Chainsaw Man works better than i thought it would you uh-huh. know what i mean i think that it's a little it's a little too art film sometimes mm-hmm. you know what i mean but otherwise i don't really have any complaints about it I, I would watch more it's not as good as the manga to me but no
0: do it yourself or diy colon do it yourself uh you dropped
2: do it yourself i sure did we watch do it, uh, it yourself out of like a combination of like morbid curiosity and like just being mad at people for saying it's the gayest and most exciting thing this season. Uh-huh. I don't How understand could it possibly
1: it. be the gayest thing this it's season.
2: Not even close. I don't understand even the slightest bit what people are talking about. What?
1: To be fair, this was
0: I did see that comment from someone about halfway through the season. Uh-huh. I still don't agree with it, but mm-hmm. at that point there was more between Pudding and Yua uh, um and Yua uh, then like, you could
2: read more into that relationship mm-hmm. it never got textually gay yeah. it's just the because same of course it wasn't anime to. girl friendship that every one of these has you know
0: what I mean it's just the same it is a little different because it's like childhood friends as opposed to just club
1: buddies but it's
2: not different
1: <laughs> yeah i mean like listen i i am also going to like excitedly talk about like boji shipping charts in like oh, 15 yeah. minutes but i do i need everybody to chill the fuck out about like girls holding hands and like uh-huh mm-hmm. enjoying each other's company in this, seasonal anime because it's this, it's not ever gay i'm sorry
2: <laughs> shut the fuck up like, there's a girl in boji who says she wants another girl to make her her woman. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you're going if you're going to like pick at scraps, at least go for something good. Yeah, Dude, girls in Gunda in Witch from Mercury are getting married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, you can do better. Yeah, 10 think- is also actually gay. <laughs>
0: yes, right. Um, I, like the thing is, is that you know, since you dipped out five episodes in, you didn't see the end. Which I I will say, the last like three episodes just. Out of nowhere, makes Putin and Yua's relationship
2: like at least at least subtext, barely uh barely veiled subtext. Yeah. It just flips um, and Putin is just in the club now, and like there's no more there is no more conflict whatsoever. And there's a lot of like the two of them hanging out and
5: uh-huh. like
0: being lovey-dovey together. Uh, again, you don't you don't need. Yes, this was not a season where you needed to go yeah scrounging for scraps. Uh-huh. There was plenty this season, but if you wanted to, I guess, like this is the thing. I don't I don't understand why people liked DIY so much.
2: We're going to we're going to spoil some of these anime by the way. We we always forget to say that we're going to spoil the end of some of these anime when we talk about them. This is also so. a terrible place to put it, but just a reminder. <laughs> now that we're
0: now that we're doing uh a new thing that maybe people are jumping on for probably not probably not maybe (laughs) um that we put content warnings in the
2: description oh yeah we'll 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 remind people that when we get before we actually get into the content of the thing too anyway anyway yeah they finished the the whole conflict of the show the like the episode before the last episode right and then the last episode is just like slow pans over girls basically yeah (laughs) And like I think that don't they go to the beach again?
1: <laughs> yes. There's a lot of cool girls on that show. Like that's I think a big part of it is that it has this like really striking, unique like art style, like the way yeah. they color it. Like this, it's okay. in like a weird, unique setting. That I well maybe that's not it because I didn't know about the setting before yeah. I turned the show on. I was very surprised that it was yeah, like yeah. a weird dystopian future
0: okay i don't think the show thinks it's dystopian is the thing this is part of the thing is that i think it is a again we're we're a bunch of i guess we are a bunch of gay girls on this podcast yes but a lot of the people i saw really championing it were men who like yuri Mm, and it feels like the kind of thing that is like like a gotcha game can be at the beginning uh provides you a buffet of girls and is like choose your favorite
1: they literally who's, introduce who's the girl a new girl like. every episode
5: yeah so oh. like keep
1: you on the hook there's like a teaser at the end of every episode it's like this is the girl that's gonna be in the next episode
2: classic yeah the two things that i have to say about it is if it was not a less crowded season with like less good like other stuff i would have liked it more and two if there was one like actual butch in the whole fucking show uh-huh. The closest they come is the tall girl who basically does nothing for the whole time, and aside from building random shit, uh, most all of her hobbies are super girly, mm-hmm. and I that's the so closest they come to a
1: butch. When like her like personality is revealed to just
2: be she's just a girly girl, just like the same as everyone else. I, I saw some like picture of uh, Serifu, the main character, uh, early on. And she wasn't making her like dumbass face, and she had like bandages all over her, so I was like, oh, is she like the butch who's in charge of the club or whatever? That'd be cool. Damn. It is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It would have been a
1: better show. She is just the kid from K on.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Not as good as Yui.
0: Yeah.
3: <sighs> but she's okay. trying.
0: Uh-huh. Uh dragging ourselves out of the muck. Um <laughs> into
2: Yeah. Into the fucking poisonous cat girl wasting disease muck. Probably <laughs> the worst looking show this season. Hmm. Yeah. That we that we watched.
0: Yeah, from the from uh,
2: the, from the uh, what is it, the fall season? From the fall season, yes. yeah.
0: From fall 22. Arknights,
2: Arknights Prelude to Dawn. You uh, know, you don't know anything about Arknights,
1: right? I know it's a gotcha game. I've mm-hmm. seen uh, two or three people tweet Pictures of girls from it. Yeah. Uh
2: Arknights is uh you wanna give the Arknights uh sure pitch real quick? Okay. The first three chapters We're gonna do we're gonna do an episode on Arknights yes, eventually. Eventually. Um
0: The first three chapters, three and a half are what the anime covers, and I would not describe them as very good. I, I was really down on the
2: Arknights plot when I played
0: um, it up to that point. It very much feels like what Arknights is doing. Uh, and I've heard that this is partially a relic of the localization mm-hmm. is saying, uh, you are now at the head of this corporation that sells medicine to uh, yeah, like cancer patients. Oriopathy Aurea- is mm-hmm. like, it's like infectious cancer. I, I guess
2: it's like AIDS. Infectious my- magic cancer. Yeah. So it's also X-Men disease.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, And it's like, okay, so you want to help these people. They are getting oppressed everywhere, and there's a movement called Reunion that uh, is standing up for these people's rights. Go stop them. Go <laughs> kill a bunch of
1: people. Uh, you know and what? It, I think Marin actually summarized this for me one yes. time, and I was flabbergasted. So that is, that is the takeaway that you could
0: get, is, oh... Uh actually Rhodes Island is correct and these this is protesters gone too far uh-huh. and you need to put them down. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the best things about the anime is that it makes very clear pretty quickly that Rhodes Island are not the good guys. Yes. Yes, they are
2: trying to help. They are the protagonists.
0: Yes. That does not mean that they are actually helping all the time, or that uh yeah, or that like or that reunion is in the wrong. hmm At all. Um
2: I think it, it doesn't look great. No. Um one of the the best innovations of the anime is that one of the early like bosses that you fight, this uh the a reunion general named Skull Shatterer, which isn't a very <laughs> Wait, uh Crown Hell
0: yeah. No,
2: Skull Shatterer, I'm talking about Skull Shatterer.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I thought Misha's okay. brother. Yeah. Real okay, on Crown then, real quick. Oh my gosh. Is one of the one of the best things for me uh that the anime does is take like in-game effects so like there's a there's a character a boss that you fight who it's a Arcanice is a tower defense game mm-hmm. so you can put down your girls and they block enemies mm-hmm. and there's a boss who jumps over the girls that you've put down uh uh-huh. uh and so like it is early on one of the most fun things was like okay I know that she does this and she shows up for a fight. How are they going to animate this? Like, what does it mean that she jumps over someone? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out in her case, it's, she fills the
2: area with fog. So you can't see her. And she just walks past. Uh-huh. Um, this is so funny because I was about to talk about ideology and Fen wanted to talk about animation.
0: And, and <laughs> uh, Talula the, okay. Uh, uh, um, what are those called? Segway. Mm-hmm. um Tulula shows up early on and gets one of the best looking sequences mm-hmm. of Amiya a little a little rabbit girl cast in charge of this medical company PMC yeah. um weird that this 14 year old is in charge of this company um that's anime fan
1: that's anime
0: uh she's so yeah uh she she gets her heart broken so many times mm-hmm. during this. But so Talula shows up and is doing cool fire magic mm-hmm. and uh yeah, Amiya is like protecting everyone and that looks great. And then mm-hmm. Talula just l- lays into Amiya and is like Okay, like what can what can ideology do? Like you all certainly believe in something and you're not acting on it i'm acting on it i am trying to make a better life for the infected Mm -hmm. uh what are you doing and amia
2: just kind of has to go oh (laughs) that's a good point (laughs) okay okay let me let me summarize like the main like conflict that i think is interesting from this bit because it's it's a lot of the first half of the show it's a short show is a lot of like Hey, do you remember this character from Arknights? Which is, Here that they are. is the, that is the opening. Yes. Is, that is, how is, is exactly what I described earlier with
0: DIYs, character designs mm-hmm. is, here is a buffet of girls. Mm-hmm. I hope you like
2: one or two of them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, here, let, let me, let me explain the, the main bit. The, uh, the Rhodes Islanders, the, the people who are the main faction, this medical company. Uh, start working with the police mm-hmm. to capture a little infected girl named Misha. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even know why. They just have to pick her up for the police. Yeah, I fucking they, hate Misha.
1: Let's called cops on her.
2: Yeah, They pick her up and then she gets uh, re- taken from the police by one of Reunion's generals. This like scary gas mask guy named Skull Shatterer, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out it's her long lost brother trying to rescue her from the police. Mm-hmm. And the ga- the sh- game kind of glazes over this bit but skull shatterer and this he gets like 10 minutes to make a case for why violent revolution against oppressive governments is necessary yeah and how the like line straddling uh creeps who work with the police are going to turn on you and kill all the people you care about and then m- like the same episode amia the hero of the story ostensibly murders him in front of her si- his sister <laughs> proving him, him right.
0: Yeah. It's a it's a great moment um and <laughs> really like justifies the anime's existence for me. Um cuz it was I was kind of like okay, like this looks cool and it is a better told story version of that story, but I'm not sure that like I'm 100% sold on the anime existing. Uh-huh. Um and then that conversation and uh the look of desperation on Amia's face as she kills Skull Shatterer Mm -hmm. because she's just trying to protect the doctor her adopted uh, parent Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah the look of desperation and like horror as it as she realizes oh wait I did exactly the thing that I said we wouldn't do Uh which is kill these people Uh, and actually yeah like I I do actually care about Rhodes Island people more than the lives of these people I don't know and, I'll, and, and am ostensibly fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And also just any time a character gets to like stand around and be like, yeah, uh, peaceful protest and voting is not going to solve this. Uh-huh. Like violent revolution is the only way
2: that we are ever going to get rights.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Arknights is fascinating, but we can't talk about uh any more of it we'll talk
0: about more when the uh the real reason that i was excited about an arc Knight's anime getting introduced mm-hmm. is that um it's like frozen in ice is parish the... and, and frost is the uh subtitle of the second season which is going to about where uh th- this anime ends is where the main story picks up And so I'm glad that they they figured out some stuff to add to Mm -hmm. make uh, the ending of this, like, kick. But uh, the main story getting good is just like, oh, you have so much more to work with for a second season. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm very excited for...
2: uh, Shoutouts to Frost Nova. Mm -hmm. Uh, Best bunny. (laughs) Okay. Next thing.
0: Surprise entry to this list it was not originally on our uh-huh. list of
2: anime to watch you know we've talked a lot why don't you tell us what you thought about akiba made war
1: oh um i thought it was fun i thought it was a lot of fun i had a really good time with akiba made war mm-hmm. um i didn't i didn't know um i guess i didn't know what to expect going in about me either it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like I knew about like the joke from the end of the first episode with like the, the dance that is also a gunfight. because um, it became very famous very quickly. But I didn't know like where it was gonna land on the like scale of wacky to like self serious. Um or like whether the joke was just uh these guys are the the yakuza but they are dressed like maids and that's the whole joke. Mm-hmm. Um and I was really impressed at how fresh they keep that one joke, despite that still pretty much being the only joke. Yeah, um, the whole time. Yeah, like I, I was quite happy for twelve episodes, and I, I don't think a lot of shows could do that.
2: No, yeah, no episode of Made War did I walk away and go like, oh, it's bad now. I was always like, next episode it could be bad. Mm -hmm. But it never Uh was. Yeah, It turns into, like, a pretty compelling uh, Yakuza-like revenge story. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it ends well. Uh, Yes. I I don't have a lot to say about it, because it's not really my, like, it doesn't really, like, directly fit into any of the things that I usually like, right?
0: It's, yeah, it is interesting because it was just, like, a fun week-to-week experience of, like, not not hoping that next week was bad but like kind of Expect- being like well, okay like we got our fun out of this i'm sure that next week isn't going to be as good um and we can just kind of like we'll, we had our fun we'll let it drift off um mm-hmm. and instead it it really successfully for me makes the transition from uh the premise being funny mm-hmm. which is okay what if we just literalized that uh yakuza were heavily in uh, involved in maid cafes and instead had the maids be the yakuza <laughs> um uh what if yeah and so they mm-hmm. have guns they shoot people etc um
2: uh-huh. but they also run little cafes yes. yeah, they, they also are, like, still do the Moe maids do the cafes and they have like yeah. the regular art customers art and shit and... who
1: like <laughs> come in for specific maids
2: uh huh um
0: yeah and so but it it starts there and then between the 35 year old protagonist 36 she turns 36. 36 she during turns 36
2: she turns 36 Um fantastic character Ronco and the
0: manager welcome. being the most
1: miserable human in Creven- the universe <laughs> this is uh a, a real fucking season for just like sweaty messes huh
5: uh-huh
2: uh-huh yes um we didn't talk about Kobeni, but uh her voice actress in the chainsaw man anime is very good she uh-huh. just screams a lot yeah <laughs> um yeah and so it it on, off the strength of those
0: characters makes a successful pivot into like a still jokey like send up of yakuza tropes mm-hmm. uh but one that is like oh yeah i am I am here because I want to see these characters like interact and and less so expecting like uh over the top like
1: shenanigans to happen mm-hmm. week after week. Yeah, I think, think that would have gotten stale. They they paced it out really well. Where, like it is almost entirely jokes for the first like four or five episodes and then by the time that they do actually ask you to commit to caring about a dramatic moment for real for the first time, they have like earned enough like, genuine feeling for these characters that it doesn't feel, like, too much of an ask. Yeah. Um, I think they continue to, like, ramp up those stakes yeah. into actual drama outside of, like, the continuing comedy that never really goes away. Um, mm-hmm. To the point that w- one of the most, like, major deaths in the series results in a lot of the best jokes the following <laughs> uh-huh. episode. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> like, one... You really in a way that feels, like,
1: really mean because um, yeah. like it's the best character uh-huh. who dies and like the entire following episode is just a bunch of like really mean-spirited jokes <laughs> at that character's expense <laughs> but it's the funniest episode on the show it's really good
2: also the really uh the op and ed are both fantastic they're fucking yeah. incredible
1: um, um i, I, I actually like... think that the the maid like facade of it actually does a lot for the show in the sense that like this would be a very like mid gang show Mm -hmm. without it Uh, yeah but with it it's like pretty funny and oh yeah Uh
2: some like some of the most ugly made outfits i've ever seen (laughs) in my life in that show (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) they really go because they have to like stratify so hard you see so many different cafes Uh uh-huh and you, you can tell they're doing it on purpose, too, because, like, the main characters are, like, at the bottom of the rung in their, like, <laughs> Yakuza family of main uh-huh. cafes. And almost everyone else in their family has better outfits than them. Yeah. It is, yeah, I just,
0: yeah, I can't get over how funny it would be to walk into a cafe and hear someone
1: say, welcome to the
2: pigsty. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the pigsty, master.
1: I, I really want to applaud the uh, the localization. Also, um, turning Ton Tokaton into Oinky Doink Cafe, uh-huh. and just like reading Oinky Doink like so many times in such like dire circumstances, never stopped being funny.
2: Uh, okay, next one. Next one. Watch a Kiba Maid War. Yeah, it's good. Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. You you skipped this one, you know.
1: Uh, I, okay, so I um, am not specifically committed to Great Gundam Projects, like, Mm
5: -hmm.
1: two a week in release order, but I am a person whose brain is like that and likes to do franchises in release order. And the reason I found Great Gundam Project was because, like, around the same time they started doing that with Gundam, I started doing that privately with Gundam myself. Mm-hmm. Um and then I was like, this I will not uh hold myself to doing this if I don't have like something keeping me going. Surely someone has done a Gundam podcast and it turns out those are all really bad uh mm-hmm. if it's like 2016. But then it was 2017 and that started. Uh and I eventually listened to it and it helped a lot. So for a while I was like, oh well I'll just get to G Witch later. But I'm not like married to it. Uh, and I am not a person who, like, follows a bunch of people who, like, tweet about anime shit on Twitter, mm-hmm. so I have not had the experience a lot of my friends have had where they're like, oh, people are always tweeting about G-Wit, and I'm getting all kinds of spoilers. <laughs> um, but I did, this past week, get uh, one image, finally, from Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Uh, we're spoiling these shows,
2: right?
5: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Should we I spoil assume... this
2: because we have a lot of Great Gundam Project listeners? Okay. Or we I might have not do great that Gundam then. You can tell, assume... us, tell us about it and we might cut it. How's I that assume down? that this image is from the last episode. Yes. And it was
1: an image of the main character of the show reaching her hand out to someone and saying something uh, cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest of the image uh, had me hooting and hollering. Uh-huh. And I was like, I should watch this show. Uh-huh. But I did not have time to do that for this podcast. You should. But it watch got me it. really excited.
2: The I... end. The like show kind of is up and down. I think uh, there, there's some pacing issues that we have problems with. Ram, right? uh, what it chooses to focus on in this first season is kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. But fantastic last two episodes.
3: Yeah,
0: I it g witch, uh crystallized for me what i like about w- one what i like about well-paced one core shows um which i've kind of always knew but like and two what i like about a good core finale mm-hmm. so like nagiasu and aquatope on the white sand
3: mm-hmm.
0: are two um, water themed show that's yeah though uh are they're like most of what i watch with ben is one core shows and there might be multiple seasons i guess one core shows and gundam and like yes if you compare the pacing to 0079 or zeta uh you may come up come away a with a favorable uh like it may come away as as g which having a favorable outlook so this is the thing is that i have in several places i i know that i like gundam less than most people um most people who are willing to watch gundam at yes least. yeah um but i have brought up my pacing complaints and gotten multiple times well like compared to 0079 and zeta like it's it's great and i'm like well yeah because those were bad. <laughs> Uh, getting kicked in the
1: nuts is actually a lot better than getting my arm broken
0: (laughs) um but so one of the thing that returning back to nagiasu and uh aquatope um which is i guess like water theming is what will get me to watch a two core show (laughs) yes um i do love the ocean but um the thing that both of those shows do really well is kind of They have plot threads that exist through a core and then mostly kind of get wrapped up or put on ice uh, Mm -hmm. at the end of a core. Mm -hmm. And then the next core starts and maybe some of those get taken off the ice, but uh, and maybe there's like, you know, one core thread that continues, but it is not... um, even though I believe both of those were back-to-back cores, mm-hmm. which is t- a core is like twelve or thirteen episodes. Yeah. Um. uh They yeah they do that really well. You're not you're not jumping between cores going like you're not expecting.
2: uh or right. So the problem that G-Witch has is that it's juggling too many monkeys all at once. Yeah. It instead of feeling like
0: okay, I. I get what the thrust of the next core is going to be. And some of these plots might come up at some point. It is. There are like seven plot threads hanging that have had zero uh, like conclusion to them. They're just uh, vibing, I guess. (laughs) Um, As we wait for them Mm -hmm. to as we wait for the second core, which is like yeah is kind of emblematic of like is emblematic of my uh issues with the show which is that i think it it bit off more than it or it feels like oh i know what the next the setup for the next core is but yeah yeah so my one of my major complaints is that it feels like there are too many plots ongoing Uh and that feeds into my second complaint which is that like depending on what you're here for you will either be fine with what it chooses to focus on or be very
2: disappointed that uh in what it chooses to focus on i think fen is more down on Witch mercury than i thought that fay was <laughs> I, th- I, think I i think it's pretty high on i think it. i still rated it four stars
0: okay. okay um i like the it ends you just wanted it to be better it ends so strongly yes. i just still have a lot of problems with there's a there's an early character, Ghoul, who gets, like, three episodes that are almost entirely focused on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine, I guess. But, like, I'm not... And I brought up my issues with pacing somewhere, and someone said, like, Well, I, I actually think that, like, Ghoul's arc is, like, one of the most complete. And I'm like, Yeah, because he got three
2: episodes. He got a <laughs> quarter of the season devoted to him. Well, there's so many other and, characters who don't get much.
0: Yeah. And there's there there is... A thing that I see people do is say, well, in the show that we got, I think that that character worked out well. And I'm like, well, yes, that is true, because the show that we got decided to spend all of its time focused on that character. Guy. <laughs> rather than, um, if you're here for uh, the the two leads uh, interacting, there's a whole middle of the season where they barely do. Mm-hmm. And it's really, like, just not about their relationship at all. And then decides to pick it back up. And it's, like, it's inconsistent. Ends really good, though. And the prologue, fantastic. The prologue, go watch the prologue. Yeah. Like, the prologue's fantastic. The It ends really well, but is the middle is bad. Of the prologue? No, the middle of the season. I was gonna say, like, what are, are you core. talking
2: about? The whole prologue is, like... The whole awful. prologue is incredible. Mm-hmm. so yeah you know go watch it right now uh we'll oh, still be uh, here okay, when you see get you back yeah. uh, <laughs> okay. Susume. arguably the second best
0: anime i might put it no i would put it as the second best anime we had this arguably conversation the
1: second the best anime i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs>
2: um <laughs> second best <laughs> fan's Fen. really high on Susume. anime good. last season um i was shocked at how much i liked Susume. I had z- less than zero interest in it originally. It's... I ended up like sitting down to watch some of the earlier seasons when I was like doing uh, homework and watching Fen like fold socks. Fenn would put it on and then I got mm-hmm. really like caught up in it around the my, the first Fuji arc. Yeah.
0: So uh, since it's, I am the number one Yamano Susume fan, um, mm-hmm. I will. You're wearing your Yamano Susume shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I was. Uh, so Yamino Suzume has had an, uh, inconsistent, like, history. I think, uh, the first season is 12 episodes and they're three minute episodes, three or five minute episodes. Maybe mm-hmm. they're nine, but it's like but with the OPED, it ends up being about five. Um, no, I think they're five. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry,
2: Ben. Um, okay, anyway, okay. they're very short. Um, we should tag out and let Ina talk at some point, too. But Oh, no, please. Let's do the setup. Do the setup. Okay. I just want to hear Since um, Ina did actually watch this. And then
1: uh,
0: the second, and second season is 24 episodes, but they're only 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the third season is also 15 minute episodes. It's only 12 episodes um yes 12 15 minute episodes uh and then yamanosusume next summit is the first time
2: that we've gotten actual full-length episodes this is called translated as encouragement of climb by the way if which are trying to find it an extremely literal translation very funny title easily the
1: funniest uh thing that's ever happened uh, in
2: <laughs> all time <laughs> um it's you know what it 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 is what you do they uh-huh. <laughs> urge them to climb you
0: uh but so the i the reason i bring up that history is because watching it i was i was like yuru camp who why has no one talked about this sh- this incredible show <laughs> uh-huh. um and the reason is that Eurocamp is very good, also I'm not disparaging Eurocamp, but another thing is that uh no
2: one talks about it because those first three seasons were weird, yeah um and the the fourth season uh the first like four episodes also have recaps with old animation from the earlier seasons to catch you up, yes, so they're all weird, but they're 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 refresher not.
0: Like they are not meant to. It very much feels like uh you are supposed to watch those episodes uh-huh. or those first three seasons, and this is a, hey, it's been five years since our last <laughs> uh season. You sh- you might need a little bit of a like refresher on what all happened. But yeah, please talk, yeah. Ina.
3: Just,
2: just yeah, yeah. yeah go um, ahead, yeah, Ina, tell me. So I,
1: <laughs> I was told more than once by friend of the show, Marin. That I should really watch the, once the and first guest. Want some future guests uh, that, I, <laughs> that I should, amen, that I should um, <laughs> watch the first three seasons. I, I really should watch the first three seasons of Yama no Susume before I um, encourage my climb for season four. And uh, I was like, shut the fuck up. I have to watch 19 shows. So I'm not going to do that. But actually, I did try to find them. And uh, without, like, just finding a torrent, it is literally impossible to watch old seasons of this show anywhere. Two of them, like one and three, I think, used to be on Crunchyroll. They're not anymore. Um, and I was watching all of these while I was working on my uh, shitty old tablet. So torrenting was not an option. So I uh, thoroughly enjoyed the first four episodes of this season being recap episodes. Uh-huh. Um. Uh-huh. They did become uh, increasingly scattershot because, like you said, those first uh, that first season was was like all tiny episodes. So that first episode is like almost the entire first season.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like a
1: lot of it cut to like two thirds of it almost just cut into one episode. Um, And it's a complete story. And then I think it's season two gets two episodes cause it's the Mount Fuji season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then episode three is one other episode and it's just like, here's, uh, a bunch of girls. And I was like, thank you. I appreciate
3: thank. that.
1: Yeah. Um, I got, I got to meet Honoka. Uh, that made me very happy. Oh, I she's love very cool. Um, she is going to pull so hard as an adult. If she just does the exact same shit she's doing in this show,
2: which <laughs> <laughs> I got from being autistic. <laughs> All you have to do, if you're an adult lesbian,
1: is uh, go into a bar and show people the pictures you took on the mountain that day. And you're in. That's it. You're good. Um, She's fine. So that was good. Uh, I kind of forgot that the show was like a real show in those first few episodes. So when it became like, oh, yeah, we're like in high school and we're getting old and doing shit with our friends and. It was very strange. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Those early bits are really disjointed. But it turns out the show's really good. Um, You kind of, you know, there are a lot of those shows that are just like, it's it's a bunch of cute girls doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can, even you can go do stuff and perhaps buy some of the things that are seen in this show. Um, A lot of shows like that. (laughs) But I feel like this one is cool. Because it spends a lot of time letting the girls be people and not just like kind of avatars for like looking cute and doing cute stuff.
2: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Aoi has such a fun arc, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's She's such a miserable little creature. And like she never fully breaks out of that, which I really appreciate as someone who didn't grow out of being a miserable creature. I just also yeah. can have fun. There's a yeah, there's a next summit episode where she
0: almost boches. uh yes, yes where she almost just turns into someone who like just goes to school doesn't talk to anyone goes home and like
2: curls up in her closet Bochi's in the same category though because Bochi is also trying to break out of that
1: yes um i think Bochi is uh Bo-chi's having like a harder a, time Bo-chi a real version a of this arc. person and alloy is a tv version of this person <laughs> <laughs> bochi real um, did no real, real? <laughs> there is we'll talk about it when we get to bochi but i don't know this show's really nice um it's really good i getting to like be mad and like work out her feelings um over like more than one episode and like actually genuinely kind of like fight with her friends and like work their shit out and kind of like i don't know acknowledge that her relationships with her parents are kind of weird sometimes mm-hmm. and that like growing up and becoming an adult doesn't just like mean that you are a mature person who like ages into the next phase of life. Like there are unhappy adults in this show and et cetera, et cetera. There's just mm-hmm. like a lot of care to like acting like the world is a real place with real people in it in a way that I feel like a lot of shows that are in the same wavelength as this show don't do. Um, yeah it's not like the vibe that they're going for but the show yeah. still manages to like hit the vibe of this mm-hmm. kind of show it just yeah. kind of makes a lot of other shows like this look worse because yes. it makes it look easy
0: yeah i think i like yuru camp a whole lot but uh the way that rin is just like a perfect person and like yeah she likes camping alone but she's also perfectly happy to go camping with other people um and she's like a little standoff I, i'm being a little mean to your camp just because it's been so long since i've hmm. seen it ben and i are sure. gonna start a rewatch not soon camp, yeah. um
2: and i'm not gonna like it as much as this though i don't think
0: yeah um because yeah i love it does uh which what's it, what's it called the super cub also does a little bit of this mm. of having the protagonist be just like the protagonist there is more lonely and like like subdued and a bitter. Um
2: she's also just like a little grown up.
0: Yeah. Um but uh yeah part of what I love about Yamano Susume is uh the yeah Aoi getting like real character arcs. Um I think some of it is shown in the the season two recap stuff, but um the way that she reacts to not being able to summit Mount Fuji the first time yeah. By just having like a a temper tantrum, basically like a quiet one. Yeah, she's right. not
2: like she's sick to actually freak out. Yeah,
0: yelling at people, but she is just like curling up, going like, "Why did I even try?" And like, "Why is everyone being so nice to me?" Like, I I hate everyone. Like, they're so lucky that this didn't happen to them.
2: Yeah, I'm she's mad about on. it.
0: Yeah, um,
2: is great. I really, like the peak of the show.
0: Yeah. Uh well, end season two being uh or season three sorry the like season long arc in season three is aoi and hinata her uh best friend uh like growing apart and like not spending as much time together and like making plans with other people and uh kind of the, the conclusion to that is what you might expect is that they like realize this and talk about it and we like okay we're gonna spend more time together um but it's such a great because both of them are kind of like upset that they're not spending time together but neither of them is willing to do the work
1: yeah at they first. both have this realization and separately try to fix it in bad ways
2: yeah first. yeah they just can't stop hurting each other yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. um
0: and so i think uh next summit is not my favorite Yamano susume season i think it's it looks great, though. It looks incredible. I will get to how it looks in a second. Um, because I think the writing is the least strong. Or the first season is is uh, discounted
2: from this. <laughs> uh, Mostly it's, called
0: writing. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to do anything in five minutes that isn't just, like, jokey and light. Um, yeah. But the second season has uh, the Fuji arc. It really just stands out. It's multiple episodes. Um, the slow, the slow horror of realizing that Aoi's not going to be able to mm-hmm. make it to the
2: top is so good. Also, shout out to yeah. the annoying American climbers, a- annoying, affectionate yes. climbers. The mom uh, have... and his girlfriend. <laughs> shout outs to the
0: voice acting, which really feels like the studio went out onto the street, found two Americans. Found two blonde Americans. Oh, those are uh, definitely
1: natural American speakers, for sure. Dr-
0: dragged them in and were like... I don't know just Bam. like say American <laughs> say English words and like they are saying a say Sumimasen a couple times too <laughs> yeah uh, they are saying sentences but uh, and I think this is mostly this was not mostly in the in the recap episode although there might have been a, a moment of it um, there's a point where uh, one of them is like hey did you talk to like Becky about the thing you know the thing <laughs> and it's <laughs> yeah. like very clearly just meant to be uh oh you know enough english to tell that they're speaking english but you can't really like parse exactly what they're saying <laughs> but it's nice like background noise <laughs> um uh and so yeah they're incredible they get more time in the in the actual season too uh they get a great arc um yeah i just like can't say enough good things and uh i don't want to say um Yamano Susume taught me uh, how important animation can be. Um Yamano Susume made me human, <laughs> is what I'm trying <laughs> to say. Uh but that I think I would I would offer that uh like award, I guess, to um Akebi-chan's seller uniform. Um, which is similar in that early Yamano Susume has some questionable episodes. Uh, there's an episode entitled Encouragement of Bra that is all about, like, bra shopping. And so, like... And then it calms down uh, in much the way that Akebi's uh, sailor uniform does. But, um, yeah. So Akebi's is just, like, gorgeously animated and, like, got me interested in animation and what you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and watching Yamasuzu's animation improve from season one two so season one is like pretty well animated it's it's good uh and then uh season two onward they make a uh habit of having uh fans of previous seasons do animation and Uh just kind of let them go wild (laughs) um and so yeah uh the season two onward season two looks really good and then season three is like breathtaking and then somehow season 4 looks even better uh the the sp- that
1: whole 5 years
0: yeah um well in yeah there's like some interesting stuff around production like oh this show was done like years ago or uh-huh. lots of it would were done like 2 or 3 years ago
2: cuz just hanging in production hell uh yeah or like
0: uh release hell yeah release hell um uh yeah i like uh, I said on the, the Novel Not New, I brought this up on the Novel Not New uh, Mahoyo episode, but um, Yamano Susume, if you are not convinced that you can tell a story purely through animation, like, Yamas- Yamasusu does that so well. Um, the way that there's a early, uh, or the recap episodes have like three to five minutes of new animation at the beginning of them. Mm-hmm. um and early on those there's a uh scene where aoi just bends down to grab a library book and like the way that she brushes her skirt under her legs uh as she's bending down and like it's just uh it's it is and um honestly like throughout the season there are just so many moments of animation that are like oh this is joyful this is uh not just a joy to watch but it feels like the animator enjoyed themselves animating it. Uh, like they were having a good time just like drawing these characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that is a mix of like stunning. Like there's a scene where the sun rises and, uh, sun just like cuts across someone's face. Um, and it's gorgeous and, uh, and silly. Uh, there's a scene where a bunch of like kids are running around and their faces get all deformed and like,
2: uh fun smear frame stuff yeah yeah you're such an animation pervert fan. i love you i can't help it it's all true though it's all true i'm not saying none of that is true and or <laughs> uh also right one one last thing about one this season for you fan it has an incredible date okay this is this was my thing i was going to say i was gonna leave off on uh the the episode where the pastry uh femme asks our way out on a like the most romantic date (laughs) date day out for like a whole episode is uh gayer than anything in diy (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) even if they don't get together at the end it is like damn that was homosexual it is left open at the end of that uh she never says that her boyfriend yeah Uh uh-huh yeah
3: yeah
2: um and also all of the eds they're different in every episode are like the like everyone is shipping a different pair or trio of characters so hard it's incredible (laughs) (laughs) um
0: yeah a shout out to Anari, I think, who did all the EDs. Mm-hmm. Um just like gorgeous. Yeah. Uh and also, yeah, the there is the episode where um where uh Aoi and Hikari mm-hmm. is that her name? Uh go yeah. on a date. That is just like it's so romantic. <laughs> um and then there's an episode uh later where Two characters are like textually—it's a textual gay relationship. Hmm. In Ben is looking at me. I don't know that I would call it that, but I say that because it is Valentine's Day, and two characters find each other, and uh Ali and Hinata turn to each other and say, "Damn, I wish I could find a relationship like that someday." Mm -hmm. Um.
2: I might quibble with you about like Which? how textual that is. It's Honoka and uh, Coconut. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think I think it requires a little bit of reading in, but they are cute together. It is
0: okay. It is barely subtext if it is subtext.
2: Yeah, I, I
1: think that you are definitely supposed to read that in. Yeah. If not only for that moment, then also because there is like a whole like half episode segment that might be the first half of that same episode actually
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: related to Aoi being like oh hanako's my friend and more my friend than the group's friend and then realizing that hanako actually has a crush on the yes. other girl in the group uh-huh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. being uh-huh. jealous and having to like work that feeling out privately throughout the yeah. day which is a really good bit it's great.
2: The only reason I hesitate to say say uh, is because I, it's so easy to like oversell people on how. Gay yeah, no, I,
1: I don't think this is a show where anything is like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I that tend level. to.
5: Yeah,
0: yeah, but, but
1: I do think that it is an intentional subtext in a yes. way that do it yourself is like a much more corporate kind of like
5: yeah, uh-huh. queer
1: bait, you know. Yeah, I think I that is
0: why I say like DIY is absolutely subtext and is Mm -hmm. like there's enough there that you can read into it especially in the last couple of episodes if you want to um versus this is more in your face but um Okay. So the my ending note will be that it is very unfortunate that it feels like we're never getting another season. That was a of pretty this. final ending. Uh, uh the ending. Yeah, yeah. The last episode literally ends on a like everyone saying goodbye. Uh huh. In a All way that is like like oh, this is up. like yeah. This is final.
1: <laughs> we're
0: not coming back to this, are we? Do the college arc? <laughs> yeah.
1: I. So I, many more shows need to do the college arc. Uh huh. Yes.
0: I I would watch so much more Yama yeah, this season.
2: Last season. Best anime, anime of, of the year. How, oh, yeah. Bochi. Bochi the Bochi the Rock. Uh, you know, what did you think of Bochi the Rock?
1: I really, really I, I had a great I liked Bochi the Rock a lot.
2: It's fantastic, isn't it? It's five really or five. Bochi yeah, the Rocks. I give it a five too, on my in my personal notes. Yeah. Just Great characters, great girls, great time, good music. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm funny not in animation. any
1: like position online where I see what anyone is ever saying about any anime, uh, but <laughs> I am inclined to say um, that everything everybody says about Butchie the Rock is true. <laughs> cool show.
2: Uh... I just assume
1: they're all saying good stuff about it.
2: Yeah, I haven't heard any, like, negative things about Bochi. Can you think of anything that people said, like, that's bad about Bochi? I'm sure there's people out there who are like, the, like, drunk 20, late 20s bassist who's trying, taking Bochi under her wing and encouraging her to drink <laughs> is problematic, but you know what? She's also hot, so. uh uh-huh. um, She has a little fame.
0: I literally haven't heard anything, anyone say anything bad about Bochi. Uh-huh. And,
2: like... I yeah the thing is is that I love how messy all of these adults are in like a yes. like not in like a, the taiga way where they're like annoying and whiny kids but like uh, they're like oh yeah I never went to high school I dropped out of high school I have a drinking problem <laughs> but you know I'm making it work uh-huh I I'm glad that in a show
1: that is about like rock musicians in the indie music scene in like a medium-sized city that we're not pretending like this is, like, a, a great way to have a secure future, you yes. know?
2: Uh-huh. Bochy, Bochy. No, like, when asked why she wants to be in a rock band, her answer is, I want to be famous, and also I want to drop out of high school because I hate high school. And the they have not made any moves to make it so that Bochy accepts high school. You know what I mean? Like, they do a a school festival arc, but she's not like, wow. I love to be in high school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I got to get out of this fucking place at the and end Bo-ji of that episode. She has like
1: a fear that if she can't make it in music, that she is going to like end up a drunk shut-in. <laughs> yeah, which is probably true, right? Because yeah, like she's not in a position to like develop other skills. She's not realistically going to better herself.
5: Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Like,
2: Good at
1: school. That's what I meant. Like, when earlier I was like, uh, Bochi is, like, real in a way that other versions of this kind of show aren't. Like, Bochi is the real version of Aoi in Yamasusu. Or uh-huh. are uh-huh. like, I don't think that this show is going to be big depressing, right? Because it is still, uh-huh. like, a nice show about a kid, like, making friends and being slightly less of a shut-in. But... Mm there is a very clear strain of like uh the the person writing bochi like this author has been there in a way that a lot of people writing this kind of story yeah have not or are not uh as honestly inserting into the work Uh
2: this is a great bit that comes up when bochi talks about other musicians right she's like well like lyrics about how everything is going to be okay coming from people who have never had a problem in their life feel so fake and they just make me more depressed (laughs) you Uh know what i mean yeah uh yeah and like bochi is uh of course because she's the main character of her manga is preternaturally good at guitar right well she did practice (laughs) yes this is the thing for three years it wasn't yeah it was like Three years straight of playing guitar six hours a day and neglect it and importantly, neglecting every single other thing in her life. So she has no other skills. Uh-huh. Social skills. She's not good at school. She can't play other instruments. She's not yeah, uh this is the thing that she does. She's mm-hmm. put all her eggs in this one basket and then doesn't have the social skills and networking ability to make it work. Right. I love Bochi. But you know, she's trying really hard. And that's the, that's also the thing is that she's a bit of a doomer, but you know, she, she is willing to push herself out of her comfort zone for the future that she wants to see for herself. Mm-hmm. And so it's a bit, it's got more of an edge than something like, uh, on The, the thing everyone compares it to is Kaon, right? Mm-hmm. But Kaon is a show about a bunch of cute girls having a good time in high school before they turn into adults and like yeah. move on to the next phase of their life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can see. K-On, it being like oh and then here's the flash forward to 10 years later where they're all meeting up and talking about that time that they played in a band and like they pick up some one of them picks up a guitar for the first time in 10 years mm-hmm. you know what i mean and they're all teachers and office ladies and like n- productive members of society and bochi is probably going to develop a drinking problem and play music <laughs> at a club you know what i mean yeah i i feel like a lot
1: of things about this show seem like very Intentionally designed to not be like Kaon because they knew. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: They, uh, the interesting thing is the manga is run in the same
3: mm-hmm. magazine. Mm-hmm. As Kaon? Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Um, so it is like. It's impossible to know- not know, you know? Bochi, also just very funny. There's some, like, really incredible, like, uh, animation gags and also uh gags with just like footage of real places yeah.
0: i don't want to spoil too many of speaking those. of me being a sakuga person uh-huh. like bochi is such a joy um the there's a very funny interview where i think it's the producer uh is a very like conservative guy and keeps wanting to say no to uh, the various things that the production team comes uh-huh. to him
2: with. Just like live footage in uh, the forest or but, a dam. Yeah, but there are such good pitches that he like has to say yes. And then people reacted really strongly to yes. them. So. Um, There's it a is, lot of like,
1: weird mixed media stuff, and it gets weirder so the deeper they go.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. They really get bold with it, and I really appreciate that.
1: There are, in some places I exist
0: in online... Yes. There's a general vibe that kind of something can't be considered good until it's a, at least a little old, and you're away from the hype of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I certainly there are certainly things that I've walked out of and gone like, oh my god, that was the best thing ever. And then you know, like three months down the line, I'm like, yeah, that was that was like fine. I guess it's good. Um, notable exceptions to this are like Kitakawa, which has stuck with me. Fantastic. Uh and Bochi is like. I don't... I have not laughed this hard or this consistently at an anime since Show. Yeah. A Nietzsche fantastic. Which is, like, one of the best anime ever created. Yeah. And I don't know how better to pitch it. Like, I don't... Or how better to defend that it is, like, one of my anime of all time than mm-hmm. saying, like, the experience of watching it is hilarious. Uh-huh. Like... and And it has more. It is, like, there are warm moments...
2: Um but, but like geez, the the girls are relatable. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's fun.
0: Okay. Now uh speaking of shipping charts. <laughs> you can ship
2: <laughs> almost any character in the show with another one of the characters in the show. Yes. Uh
0: and that is what makes it so beautiful, is that there are moments where and I have there are kind of there are so the of the main four girls, mm-hmm. there are four girls in the band. Drummer, bassist, lead guitar
2: uh singer and sing- singer guitar singer guitar, and second guitar
0: um and there are two out of the how many possible pairings is that like one two three four five six i think it's six possible two out of the six possible pairings are like kind of weak uh-huh but the other four you could make a really strong case for uh-huh uh-huh uh which is really impressive and then there are like like tertiary pairings like uh bochi
2: with the drunk bassist. um oh that's a m- <laughs> that's a messy pairing not just, just because of the age gap
0: there are yeah, yeah bochi with <laughs> uh with nijika's sister also
2: <laughs> like uh age gap problematic um uh-huh, uh-huh. but like yeah i've seen fan fan art of basically every possible pairing
1: I mm-hmm. think it's very funny that after like the initial batch of like three or four setup episodes where they get the band together, all of the remaining episodes are split almost exactly down the middle between Bochi Nijika and Bochi Kita, like shipping. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like within the show itself.
5: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: I was like, oh yeah, I'm I think I'm hardcore for like Bochi Nijika. And uh-huh. then the back end of the show I was like, oh actually never mind. I'm Bochi Kita all the way, but it was just because <laughs> they were like putting that in front of me. Uh-huh. uh-huh. They were just dangling the keys in front of my little baby hands. And <laughs> I, I was know, responding. Grubby
2: little grabbers <laughs> just like gimme, gimme. <laughs>
1: there is a
0: very funny coincidence or th- the thing about watching anime uh seasonally one episode at a time, one episode per week. Is that there was a very funny instance instance where both Bochi and Yamasusu had segments of the episode about being in a place with signs about birds stealing your food. Yeah. In the same week.
2: <laughs> the Bochi one was so funny. Yeah. birds sense to me.
0: Getting bullied by the
2: crows. <laughs> um it, so weak <laughs> this is the thing is
0: like i understand the impetus to say oh seasonal anime watchers don't like really understand what's good some seasonal anime watchers uh, are like and wild there are definitely people i agree. i'm in a place with someone who like watches basically every show every season oh and like half of them end up in his s tier list and i'm Whoa. like this no. this is you just have bad taste um but like there is a really good reason that Bochy blew up in the yeah. way that it did. Yeah. It's
2: just a great time. Yeah. I hope they do another season. I'm going to read the It Blew Up way, so but... wildly. Oh, that also, of course it's going to have another season. It's the same studio though a different team that did uh Spy Family and really just worlds apart. Yeah. Damn. There
0: are still there are still episodes where they add stuff.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, but like they have to it's a four coma the the manga is like yeah. completely devoid of any of the texture not any a lot of the jokes are still there but there's no but the, the, it's mic- it's missing so much of the texture you yeah. know what i mean i've heard that the manga is good but like, oh yeah i read this up is... to a little pat i can't wait i can't wait for the episode two because the next <laughs> because of the next arc the next like chapter being about bochi wanting to post about her new gear <laughs> uh, it's good it's good i read that and then i stopped and was like okay now i'm now i'm waiting to see if they announce a season two um yeah yeah i the thing
0: i've heard is that the manga is good but this is like a transcendent adaptation yeah,
1: yeah. um better than the original
3: yeah
0: okay, okay.
2: Nina, do you have any last Bochy thoughts
1: I uh i think Bochi is
2: cool and who's i like... your favorite band member Ah, uh, probably Kita. Kita. Ooh. That's an interesting one. Is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is it interesting? Hmm. Just, just, it just is. It tells me something about you. I'm not sure what, but it tells me something. I, I think do like I Kita,
1: though. often gravitate towards, um, people who, in fiction, who are, like, a peppy person whose um pep is not a facade, but is like not their totality.
2: Yes. Yeah. That's what like, that's what makes her so much more fun than like DIY girls, right? Yeah. Like Kita
1: like I think in a worse show, Kita being like so outgoing and happy and like hyper and like let's let's go get 'em guys' would be like a mask for her being like anxious and sad in the way that Bochi is. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And instead, this show makes it clear that that is just kind of who she is, but it is also an expression of anxiety.
5: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And those are, like, different things, right? It's not like a cover for her true self. It's just that her true self is also driven by these kind of feelings. Mm
3: -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and as someone who is much closer to a bochi than anyone else on this show um uh that's how i'm trying to be
2: i've been told i'm a rio which doesn't sound like a compliment but <laughs> i could see it sorry <laughs> i am not a bochi
1: today i am a functioning adult who's very cool and everyone likes me but yes i used to
2: be a bochi i worry that i'm a bochi sometimes yeah i feel like i'm if I was going to play one of the instruments, I would play bass. So maybe, maybe I'm a, a Rio. Oh, I did play the drums in high school. Ooh,
0: I think I'm closest to Rio, mm. just in terms of like, there's a really great. I don't mind being alone. Mm. This is the thing. Yeah, is that the difference between Bochi and Rio? Is that they're both loners. Bochi hates <laughs> being alone and wants to interact with people. And Ryo
2: is happy being alone. Yes.
1: The bit where Bochi realizes this is incredible. It's so
2: fun! It's so funny. Just opens up between them. They still... I do like their like weird little like <laughs> friendship that they uh-huh. develop on the margins, but...
1: Well, it's nice that like even though this is a show about kind of how like part of the reason that Bochi has so much trouble is that no one really understands like the depths to which her like insecurity immobilizes her yeah but part of this first season is about each of her three like main friends coming to be able to like understand a part of her in Mm -hmm. different ways yeah and rio is the first person to do that and they do kind of like connect on that sort of like introverted level
2: (laughs) um it's so fun it's really good each all of them they don't go through the arc where they're like we have to fix Bochi. They're like, okay, pick her up, <laughs> put her in a wheelbarrow, bring her along. Yeah, <laughs> you know they just I mean? kind
1: of, like, realize that this is how Bochi is, and they like her.
2: Yeah, And they just, yeah, it's, she causes some trouble because she's turned into, like, glitch art for a second, but <laughs> she's fine.
1: And they're proud of her when she, you know, like, is able to do things that she wasn't able to do when they first uh-huh. met her, but she's not their project
2: yeah yeah exactly their project is their band they don't have time to fix bochi and they don't want to all the therapists in the world could not fix bochi (laughs) yeah that's part of (laughs) they have learned
0: to work around
2: her (laughs) oh she is getting better in a certain sense she's getting better at being social but not she will not ever be cured yes she still (laughs) does fall into a trance
0: and then wake
1: up like three
0: hours later at the beach and go wait
2: why are we here (laughs) out of her
1: mouth well, and there's this, like, interesting lack of self-awareness, too, where, like, later in the season, there are two or three moments where they're talking to each other about Bochi, and they're like, why is Bochi, like, unpopular? She is super cool and super funny, and we all think she's great. What is it about Bochi that, like, closes her off from other people? Like, why won't she, like, let herself be liked? But, like, at the beginning of the series, they're all put off by Bochi. Yeah, uh-huh like they're all like Ugh, i don't know about this kid like Nijika. it takes them a while to warm up to her because Nijika she can't like Starry. reach out herself like they have to do that work before they all come to think of bochi as their good friend
2: uh-huh just yeah but Bo- bochi sniffing nijika's hair <laughs> and they're walking to Star and yeah. nijika's like oh boy oh Man, no i fucked up i should not I have pulled up. this random
1: stranger it's... with a guitar off the street
2: we're too close to Starry now. She knows where I live. I can't just run. <laughs> okay. It's a good that's, show. It's a great show. Well, that's enough Bochy, though. Watch Bochi. If you're going if if you to watch one show from this season, watch Bochy. Ark Knight's Prelude to Dawn. Watch
0: Ark Knight's Prelude to Dawn. If you're... Okay. Yeah. If you're going to watch one show, if you're going to watch two... <laughs> Make it Chase seasons two and three of Yama. <laughs> <laughs> <season eight. laughs> it's
2: not from this season, fan.
0: <laughs> okay, if you're gonna watch two, watch Bochy and all four seasons. Of <laughs> <laughs> season
1: watch the first seven episodes of Spy Family Core Two. God, no,
2: no, we can't even as a joke recommend <laughs> that. Only
1: those seven, and then stop, and that'll be the official Fate Moon archive experience. Never. Ben yeah
2: how long have we been going on your et time uh
0: we're like i don't know in. like an hour and a
2: half all right let's uh let's do seasonal anime in like one sentence each <laughs> near ina did you watch it i did watch it you watched the first episode i did watch the first episode what'd you think I thought it was an absolutely baffling uh
1: piece of television i don't understand who it's for or why it was made. I have played the video game near automata. I think it is good, but I like, I'm not like a near automata mm-hmm. fan. I just think it's like a, it's a pretty good game. A, a, com, the, a very solid three out of five. And, uh, not that I'm like a big, I feel like I've been putting a lot of numbers on things tonight and <laughs> I'm not like that kind of person really. It's just a good way to communicate feelings. Uh-huh. In um, I think that a lot of the things that make Automata good specifically are the way that it presents its ideas. Um, Even if I think a lot of the time those ideas are a little much or kind of (laughs) dumb, I think the style of it is like the best part of it. And making a show that just kind of like actively removes all of that and strips away all of the things that like are video gamey about Automata but are also its greatest strengths kind of leaves it with a narrative that is fine, but I just like, I don't know. You're making an adaptation that kind of removes all of the best stuff. And also like just looks weird and bad. And like, who's it for? I don't know. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what someone who has not played this video game thinks of this show. Uh, Um, My,
2: my uh, partner, Heather, uh, watched the first episode with us on a whim. Uh, She stopped looking at the screen about three minutes in. Mm hmm.
1: That doesn't surprise me, because this show looks fucking awful, sort of. It's bad. And also, uh, nothing happens in it in the first episode, because it is, like, an adaptation of the first 20 minutes of gameplay of Nier Automata.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, Fan, you have any
0: near thoughts? That's bad. (laughs) I'm... Okay. I am looking and seeing people say that the second episode is more interesting so maybe we give it a, a shot Yeah cuz stuff happens
1: after this part of the video game
0: Yeah I mean I'm unclear the only reason that this should exist is playing with your expectations Mhm have a normal first episode and then do something interesting with it What if, the if it just one?
1: looks good after this <sighs> That's, That's the, the thing though. like all of the like character animation on this is really nice and there's like a 30 second it's because they didn't have to animate
2: anything except for the two people moving around a couple times
1: that is not true they animated a 2d cliff for like 15 seconds (laughs) pre-credits and it looked super good before the op yeah the anime original prologue and it was sick looking and then it tricked me (laughs) and the show looks like that
2: Yeah, the, like, OP has, like, a couple seconds of this, like, cool white cube taking over city effect, and I was like, oh, what if the OP is good at least? No, the rest of it is just, like, characters running, silhouetted on photographs of walls. Okay, yeah, skip forward ten seconds if you don't want,
0: but it is almost all original stuff in episode two.
2: I don't know that I care that much about, like, the near plot.
1: I definitely don't, but I'm happy well, for the what people I mean
2: who do. Well, that's what I yeah yeah no what i'm saying is i don't know if i care enough about like near to be invested in a, a bunch of original stuff set in automata like mm. if they did a near game that was set 50 million years after automata and was like a different vibe again like near one to, to automata then yeah i'd be in again <laughs> but i don't know that i care that much about automata specifically
3: mm-hmm.
2: okay that's enough of that wow that was supposed to be short Ten, ten. The magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady uh ina you have a pass to talk as much as you want this episode because you watched so much anime Uh, (laughs) until you've paid back every minute of anime that you had to watch for this uh uh episode you're allowed to talk as much as you want
1: hell yeah okay so this show i went on a wild ride with because i was watching it and i was really enjoying it and i was like i can't tell if this is based on a light novel or not (laughs) Um, because, uh, this is the name of a thing from a light novel, obviously, but a lot of original anime are just named this way now because all of the light novel adaptations are so popular, but... Uh, then I got to, like, the last scene of the show where a guy who had previously seemed completely normal uh, walks in and breaks up with his fiance in a very dramatic way and then, like, gets four other people to come out and be like, actually, she's also the worst person of all time and a criminal and we're going to hang her or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, this is definitely based on a light novel because that's the only place anyone acts like this um, because she is also, like, a completely normal person who... Uh, throughout the whole episode, had been, like, very focused on, like, propriety and, like, acting to your station in this, like, noble society. And she would have just taken the breakup. Like, you didn't have to do this, bro. And, like, this Uh guy, the whole episode had been painted as a guy who was, like, very annoyed because he has a sister who's a princess who, like, renounced her right to the throne. And he's like, oh, I clearly also, he wants to, like... Be able to like goof off and shit but now because his sister did this he has to be the person who like has all of the royal responsibilities and he like resents her for that and no one like realizes this about him um so it's just kind of like fallen apart um like right at the end and i was told um so i i got really upset because i was like man the first like 20 minutes of this 22 minute show seemed really good and then the last two minutes uh made me really mad and then i was told that actually uh this is a cool light novel that just uses that light novel like framing as a way to kind of like subvert your expectations and mm-hmm. all the stuff after this is gonna be good. And um the all of the stuff that I liked was just anime original material to flesh it out, and actually I've been gotcha twice. And <laughs> so I don't know, maybe I'll keep watching it because it was very cute and I've heard that it's actually gay from yeah. you. Which is more uh-huh. than The a second of
0: episode is the protagonist, Anis. Uh-huh. Uh is incredibly horny for
2: <laughs> Yuffie. Uh huh. Um The second episode was was pretty homosexual. Yes. Uh very like undeniably really, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, um, um Anis is doing all of the like uh like a boy protagonist of a seki things where, where she's like really into that girl and <laughs> and it would be kind of uncomfortable if she was a boy, but she's a girl, so it works for me. Uh-huh.
4: Because I'm here a hypocrite.
0: Um,
1: I will say... That's what it's all about.
0: I am also just here for a
2: decent Yuri adaptation. It does... Which... I wish it wasn't an Aseki because I just yes. don't like Aseki, but the Aseki part of it isn't like a big part it's, of it.
0: So. It's such a tiny portion of... I mean, uh, like the
2: character doesn't even seem to realize that it is. She knows,
1: does but she?
2: Yeah, yeah. She, she like has her memories from her last life. That was like the flash forward. Uh, I did thing. not
1: realize that.
2: But it doesn't seem like it matters that much to her. Aside from, she's like, uh, uh, obsessed with was obsessed with flying in her last life. So, oh, and she's like, some of the things she's inventing look like modern appliances. Yeah but she they don't work electric the same. kettles shout outs uh-huh but like powered with uh fire gems that she yeah. got from wolves that she killed uh-huh which is more metal than a regular kettle yeah um yeah it's fun it's a, uh it's well written mm-hmm. it's enjoyable so far uh spy classroom ina you didn't like this i think i heard that
1: uh yeah this sucks why why is it <laughs> <laughs> why is it so boring
2: <sighs> uh-huh yeah the second episode kind of uh i i was like okay i could see this being interesting the second episode really uh yeah. is way worse uh so if you didn't also, like the first episode the second episode is worse if you're gonna steal the premise of assassination classroom you can't also steal the name of it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know anything about assassination
4: Classroom. it is
1: literally the exact same setup where there's a teacher who is like you have to kill me
4: hmm okay and i'm
1: gonna use your attempts to kill me to teach you stuff
0: that is an unfortunately not at all the premise of my
1: classroom that's <laughs> what is the, the guy says it will be at the end of the episode
0: and for, it is like give me for not continuing to watch episode the two, two does that for about five minutes and then is like okay anyway 20 days have passed we're on the mission
1: they probably it's... smelled the lawyers drafting their emails <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the thing that i have heard is that uh they are going to adapt the first light novel in three episodes. That's which too is fast, lightning fast. Um, it is yeah. Uh, the first it's episode the opposite problem of every other adaptation yes. we've talked about. <laughs> uh, the first episode was like a the end of it. I was like, oh, this could be a fun premise. Yes, and then the second episode is like. Okay, what if we just rushed through everything and, like, didn't give anything time to breathe, didn't give you time to, like, learn about the characters or, like, care about them at all? What if we just, like, hit the plot beats as, like, as if we were dying? Uh, (laughs) This
2: is our last show we could ever (laughs) animate. Yeah.
0: We have minutes left. (laughs) And we just have to zoom through everything. And it's,
2: like, it's really unfortunate. Uh Uh-huh. That's all I have to say about it. Yeah. We're, we're we're probably gonna keep watching it, but we might yeah. drop off in a couple episodes if it doesn't get better.
0: Sugar apple fail apple the the, Whoa. the, 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 the. Sugar, sugar apple fairy apple. tale.
1: This also happened to me the last time I tried to say it.
2: Sugar um, apple fairy tale. Uh, okay, it's this not seki, but it does have slavery. In case you were wondering, this is the most. There are apparently like fourteen light novel volumes or something. That's too many. Which is like oh right shoujo
0: stuff can also go forever.
2: It's like a it's a like shojoy uh fairies exist in this world. The yes. girl wants to be a confectioner, a magic confectioner. Yeah. Uh her mom was like, "Oh, we shouldn't enslave fairies, but we uh humans did. It's bad though." And she's like, "Wow, fairies taught us do how that. to bake in this fairies world. Fairies taught us how to bake and then we uh enslaved them." And that's bad. And then her daughter, after she dies, is like, Okay, I'm going to go buy a slave fairy, uh, but just for a little while, and then I'm going to be his friend, and then I'm going to set him free. Yes. And he is hot, and uh, does the shoujo thing of, like,
0: shoving her up against a wall. Uh-huh, or, uh-huh. Uh, being sexy.
1: Um, He's pretty sexy is the thing. <laughs> y- yes. It worked on me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad that you're here Ina, because ben would just mercilessly make fun of me for saying this Um yeah I would. when he like
1: murdered like eight guys and then like turned around i was like yeah
2: yeah thanks. um <laughs> thanks <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh this
2: is
0: i watched the first episode because i saw people posting about it mm-hmm. and i was like okay let's see and then they do the Fate, Saber, uh, there Shiro is, thing, the,
1: like, and I was like... CG from Fate. Oh yeah. uh, a well, lot of, like, fake Fate shit in this show.
0: It's, uh-huh. it's Fate, but what if the genders were reversed? Yeah.
2: Fate is not about slavery, though.
1: <laughs> no. I mean, it is, like, much more textually about that than fate is, uh-huh. yeah. Right, she at least like, I guess about least... the way fate like makes you think it's gonna have like things to say about that sort of thing, uh-huh. and then it just doesn't. It's just not about that.
2: Yeah. Um. I guess I guess I can say that at least the girl knows that she's being a hypocrite. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I guess that's more than I could say of probably most Seki. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's the thing, right? Like, I
1: I, <laughs> I was watching this and I was like, this is a cute. Intro and then like after the OP, they were like, oh yeah, we rip off fairy wings and we squeeze <laughs> them to hurt them and keep That's them enslaved. So and funny. I was like, this is not what I thought this show was gonna be about. It's called Sugar Apple Fairy Tale. Um so I I was very surprised that the show was as dark as it turned out to be. Um but so I, I kept like being like, oh I don't I don't know about this, but then like once they were like actually together It becomes, I don't know if it becomes clear, but it it kept putting me in a direction where I want to believe that the show
2: is like smart enough to not fuck this premise up. I'm worried that it, I'm worried that it's not smart enough not to fuck it up, but it thinks that it is. Uh, But I will watch more of it and see how it goes. The conversations they have that make her realize she's a hypocrite at the beginning,
1: um, I think are like pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. we're she's clearly just like a lib. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she is lib brand, huh? In a way that he is like able to very mechanically, just and very quickly be like, "No, that's stupid. What are you talking about? You, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. own me. We can't be friends." Um, yes. Uh huh.
5: Uh huh. But that's
0: also
1: like is, you know this is, this is also just like fourteen volume thing, right? So, yeah. Like, this is also
0: you, Shoujo, to me. Is like. Often, the premise is fraught. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. yeah, that's
1: fair. It's just usually age gap shit, you know?
2: Uh-huh. Oh, it's also age gap. He's like 80, 90, 100. Sure, sure, yeah. sure.
1: She's 15. That's right. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. Age of majority. <laughs> <But> yeah, she <laughs> says that.
1: She she literally uses the words age of majority.
5: Okay.
2: Last show uh we've spent way too long on next season anime uh onimai you know what'd you think of onimai
1: um okay so for literal weeks now people have been frightening me uh with onimai like it was a like a boogeyman under my bed Um, (laughs) (laughs) and i will say that i was watching the op and i was Uh like i think that this perhaps is not my kind of thing (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh Uh-huh. I wouldn't call Onimai my kind of thing either. I'm just also watching it. Then I watched (sighs) the episode of the show, and I
1: was like, mostly, this just is boring and sucks. Um, Oh, wow. But it's not crimes like the OP Uh suggests that it will be. It is just not uh, the kind of anime that I... Mm -hmm. enjoy and i knew it wasn't going to be because i uh saw the art style and i'm like i've never ever liked anything that looks remotely Mm. like this before um and it's just like i don't know it's it's fine a lot of jokes that i didn't enjoy but weren't like offensive um (laughs) so that's a Uh little bar, but it cleared it um not everything has to be my thing
5: no
2: no i think Um, it's fine i I think some of the jokes work for me yeah uh not so much early on yes um but yeah we're gonna watch it it seems fine uh some people talk about it like it's the devil but it's just uh, another show it is uh this is where it's so beautifully animated yeah and sometimes it is not my favorite art style but they do put a lot of love into the animation yeah it's Um, a good looking show yeah specifically in the first
0: episode there are several scenes of mahiro wiggling
2: (laughs) that is just like (laughs) oh like a motherfucker. she
0: wiggles so cutely like just the way that like her her the way that she grips her dress and like Mm. yeah wiggles
2: is just like oh this is this is great Uh uh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh yeah so we're gonna watch it i'm I'm going to say it's on uh, and off comfortably to- horny and there is bathroom yes. scenes in
0: both of the first two episodes. I wish oh. that we'd gotten a more like faithful adaptation to the manga, which is to say just like less horny uh, <laughs> all around. Like <laughs> the manga uh, is
2: conceptually horny a lot of the time, but occasionally, isn't like... sometimes. I don't know about a lot of the time. I will um, say
1: um I did for some reason, think that Onimai was actually about a trans girl and I not, can imagine um, that's
2: really disappointing. <laughs> too, not yeah. about
1: a, a adult man who gets magic potioned by uh-huh. his sister into uh-huh. the body of, like, an 11-year-old girl.
2: <laughs> is, is she 11? She's
1: you... middle school-aged. I don't
2: know. They don't say uh-huh. a specific so she's number.
0: She's, like,
1: 13 or
5: 14.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, um... No, I went into it knowing that it was like a trashy gender swap thing, and was like, okay, yeah, that is fine. It is the thing is, is that this is like this is the
0: high bar. This is the best that gender swap will give you. <laughs> yeah, is uh again like yeah, the the animated is really well animated, but um, I would still recommend the manga. Probably. Would you
2: recommend the manga? I I enjoyed. If you my want to, if you want a trashy time, uh that is some sometimes funny. But for me, I I think I said it was like a seventy percent hit rate on jokes Uh, overall. Uh, Then yeah, you could read the manga or not. Yeah, you know, there's no harm in missing this one. Yeah,
0: yeah. I yes. Sorry if it came across as me being like, "Oh my gosh, this is the best manga ever made." No, I know. Absolutely not. No,
2: no. no. We just our server had a moment of everyone reading Onimai. So it's been in our minds a lot lately. Yeah. Not ever.
1: I think this knows. is why I thought that. I just saw like stray screenshots.
2: Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really It does really do reading. a lot of like uh, bits that uh, hit or miss for you with like your experience of transness, right? Yeah, uh, yeah it does no, that there were a lot of like well individual sometimes.
1: bits where I was like, that happened to me, sure.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. The... That's Yeah, that's, some of that stuff is fun. but like, However, it's my really sister not... did
1: not drug my drink
2: very funny Uh uh-huh yeah i don't think that uh gender swap stuff uh written by and for a straight audience is uh ever is really can be better than this i don't know yeah i yes yes that is a good i think it's a it it can be way worse oh yeah but but it's always gonna be bad yeah anyway or yeah. please let's stop talking about onimai for fuck's sake (laughs) We could cut
0: most of that conversation. We uh-huh. don't need to go on that.
2: Uh-huh. We'll just leave the part in of Eno you know, like beating the shit out of it and then we'll just <laughs> cut the rest. Is that uh-huh. what I did? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was being very normal. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you weren't like getting worked up about it, but you did beat its kneecaps in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. I don't think it's a great show. (laughs) It just wasn't my intention. (sighs) No, no, no. It's just very funny. Um, That's all of anime. That's all the anime ever. I'm never talking about anime again. I'm going to bed. Oh, yeah.
1: We're going to talk about Western comic books now.
2: Oh, shit. Uh, Ina. Ina. I read... Uh, more X-Men than I ever have. I experienced more X-Men than I ever have in my entire life last night reading the homework that you gave me.
1: That is lovely. (laughs) Right?
2: (laughs) I'm sorry, Ina. Why don't you tell me what you like about
5: (laughs) X-Men?
1: Okay. Um x-men famous guys
5: uh-huh uh-huh
2: uh uh, from comic books
3: and film
5: (laughs) tell
2: (laughs) me about i think most people know what the x-men are and i know what the x-men are um Mm -hmm. i know Mm -hmm. i know enough about them from like cultural osmosis and like having read some wiki pages of things occasionally and uh stuff like that that i do know who these people are more or less sure why'd you pick why'd you pick episode like uh issues 192 to like 199 on and off or whatever the uh homework was what was what was the goal here
1: all right so um for context i have i don't remember why i did this like genuinely i don't remember what made me (laughs) want to do this you were just in a
2: fugue state and (laughs) you decided you picked some x-men at random no i know why i picked these
1: x-men i Uh like I don't read a lot of superhero comics anymore. Uh-huh. Um, I like things that are good, um, <laughs> and mostly superhero
2: comics. I think aren't uh, mm-hmm. these days. Um, this is not comics from these days. This is from this like is the seventies, early eighties,
1: late eighties. 80s. This is late eighties, like okay. nineteen eighty, like six, eighty-five, eighty-six, mostly. Okay. okay. Um. So I don't remember why I started reading all of X-Men from the very beginning in early, like early 2022. Don't remember why I did this. There was a reason. It's gone forever now. Uh-huh. Um, X-Men starts as a very uh, kind of innocuous kind of medium not super good Stan Lee comic um, in the 60s where They don't really have the thing where they're like, ah, mutants are like a metaphor for whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're just kind of (laughs) like preppy white teens who go on adventures. (laughs) Um, And it's fine. And there's a bunch of famous artists and it's fine. Stanley leaves. Some other famous writers come in. One other famous writer comes in. The book kind of sucks and it gets canceled after 66 issues. Mm-hmm. And then they just reprint it for like a few years. That's in like 1970 or something. Uh, five years later, they bring in some other guys to revive the X Men. And they're uh-huh. like, get rid of all those losers that everyone had, didn't care about and bring in cool guys. Make up Wolverine and and Nightcrawler and Storm, uh, all famous guys that everyone loves. And they were like, okay. So they did that. And the book was really cool those guys did not go on to write more X-Men. They just did that one issue and then left. So they revived the comic at issue 94 because they used to just reprint comics and keep numbering them up because they're like, kids won't know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because people didn't collect comics back then. They just bought them and then threw them away. Um, So issue 94 started with a new writer, Chris Claremont, who is a famous uh, psycho pervert. Um... (laughs) and he is uh like a like a cool like progressive guy in the 70s and he himself is not queer but he like makes an effort to very obviously queer code many of his characters there's like a kind of like a common joke about Claremont's uh, run on the X-Men that like everybody in it is at least bisexual um
3: because
1: there's just like a lot going on this is like in an era where the editor-in-chief of marvel was uh explicitly like no homo like that's a not just like a social rule because it's the 70s and 80s it is like an explicit rule. gym like, shooter it hates gay people and you can't put them in comics even like you know no one was saying i'm gay in comics, but like Captain America had a gay friend, and Jim Shooter was like, You can't have that guy. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Claremont got around this by just kind of not saying anything explicitly, but by having characters just kind of talk, uh, about how much they people were like dear to each other. I'm just like, Having like, uh Wolverine is like, uh, this couple like found him in the woods and like rehabilitated him, and uh it's very clear that Wolverine is like in a throuple with these two Canadian people in the woods. And, um, and it's just kind of like all over. And also um, Claremont was just kind of like a, a guy who, while not queer himself seemingly was definitely like hanging out in like kink clubs and shit in New York in the seventies. Uh, so he was rubbing shoulders with a lot of people who actually were like queer and he had like progressive politics for his time. So, there's just a lot of, like, weird kink shit in these comics, uh-huh. which you guys saw um, mm-hmm. <laughs> in what you read, probably. A lot of just, like, mind-break stuff and, uh, like, overt fetish wear. And just just a lot, of, a lot of weird shit just, like, works its way in there, largely uncommented upon. And it's all just kind of, like, a very, like, iconic and famous style that Claremont, like, devised. And he was the guiding force behind the x-men franchise that made it immensely popular and like the biggest thing at marvel for 16 years um and big enough that they made like spin-offs and stuff and he wrote every single one of them for a very long time so at first it was just x-men and then there was like x-men and new mutants and a wolverine spin-off and this other book called x-factor and for most of that time claremont was writing or at least like involved in the creative process of every single one of these books. So it was, like, very cohesive and also uh, pretty fucking wild. He was a very soapy guy and was just, like, putting a lot of shit in there. So, <laughs> it just just went for, like, hundreds of issues collectively.
2: How many um, issues does Uncanny X-Men go to?
1: Uncanny X-Men's original volume um... I think goes for like 500 something issues Holy shit, that's so but many claremont leaves i want to say in like the two nineties. okay oh, so in like the early 1990s he leaves he's on the book from like 75 to like 92 or 93 maybe 91 um so this is like in the middle approaching the end of his run the stuff that we read today
5: i see um,
2: i see so
3: what was the like, uh, oh no go ahead oh sorry go first. ahead no 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 go, go go
2: go well i was asking so what was what was the goal specifically with the chapters that you gave us it was uh rachel summers is uh you were trying to summarize her arc for us without making us read too too much is that her name yeah, yeah.
1: um so a thing that claremont would kind of do because this was a monthly comic
2: Monthly, okay.
1: Um, that just kind of went forever and was designed to go forever and was very soap opera ish. Is he would go through kind of like phases of like this is my main character for like right now, even when there weren't like distinct story arcs happening necessarily. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there were, sometimes it was like very clear, like this is. The Dark Phoenix saga that's very famous, or this is the Brood saga, or whatever. But a lot of the time, we're just kind of going. And there are just like periods of time where just like a bunch of shit's happening. And like in the recommendations that I tried to get you to read, like there were bits where I was like, just read like. Pages 7 through 13 of this issue, because that's the only part that matters for like what I want you to understand for what <laughs> we're reading. Because a lot of the time there's just a lot of plates spinning in these books, and it's fine. You don't you don't have to know. Um so for like 30 issues, um, at this point in the run, that character was Rachel Summers, who was the kind of character that Claremont liked to write. He kind of just liked to write gals. Um Like, all of his main characters mostly are women, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and usually they're cool. Often they're gay, um, but he wasn't allowed to say that. So Rachel is, I think, an interesting one because uh, she is one of the most overtly queer-coded characters to that point visually. Um, Like, she just, like, has, like, an overtly, like, butch style
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, to the way that she looks and dresses herself that is like clearer and more obvious than a lot of stuff pre the late 80s and um i think there is a lot of shit involved in the way that her character was written in these early appearances by her that is like Resonant in a lot of directions. Um, I don't know that Claremont would have been intending for like a transgender reading of this character, but I think like the way that she exits this story is like impossible to read any other way from like a modern lens. Hmm. And I just—I I don't know. I think she's cool. I think there's like a lot of weird shit here. I mostly um, just thought it would be funny to make you guys read x-men comics
2: Uh uh-huh because i know it's not your kind of jam we read so many (laughs) western superhero comics and just somehow missed (laughs) x-men
1: uh realistically i would have had you read about my actual favorite um character with like Mm -hmm. heavy queer subtext who is colossus's little sister Mm iliana who is like a like a gay uh hell sorcerer Uh um
2: (laughs) just like nodding nodding uh, she's very cool
1: she's great but i didn't have time to put she's like a much more major character and i didn't have Uh time to put something together for that so i was like rachel she's not in a lot of shit yet i think she becomes a much more important character later than i have read but i have Mm -hmm. not read much further than what i had you read so mm-hmm. I don't know yet. Um, I'm pretty sure when she comes back, she becomes super gay to the point that um, she was, like, intended to be famous X-Men character Kitty Pryde's, uh like, canon, like, endgame love interest by Claremont. To the point that, like, in flash-forwards to a possible future, Kitty Pride is, like, the president of the United States, and they have <laughs> children together. <laughs> um, so
2: first kitty cat president
1: that's right um i don't know maybe she's going by kate by then but maybe not who can say so i don't know i just think rachel is a cool and interesting character mm-hmm. there's a lot of like weird shit tied up with her
3: mm-hmm.
1: and uh you got to read about Celine, who is one of my favorite supervillains who i've encountered in this odyssey um I don't know. What do you want to talk about?
2: Uh I think hmm. What are my thoughts on X-Men? I think that I really, really don't have the background to appreciate what I've read. Yeah. Like, this is this is the problem with getting someone to like jump in midway to something that's so big like this, right? Like of course. I have zero history with caring the most superhero shit I've ever seen is like I watched a couple episodes of like the Justice League uh cartoon. When yeah. I was a kid. That was on like Tsunami or whatever. Uh so I know a lot about superheroes, but I don't just from like cultural osmosis, curiosity, looking them up on wikis and stuff like that, but it's so not my bag that this kind of did just like roll off me like water, <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's like it's a storytelling style that doesn't really vibe with me because I like things with beginnings and ends. And uh, it's an art style that I don't care for, and um, I found a lot of the dialogue hard to just like follow comfortably. If that makes sense.
1: Oh, I completely understand. Uh-huh. Claremont is uh-huh. like a fucking weird writer, uh huh, who has a yeah. very specific, like, overwrought style to the way that he like phrases things, uh-huh. and this is a uh, this is like Claremont after he like reined it in. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. All right. Imagine what you read, but also that there's like an aggressive, omnipresent like narrator in the text boxes, just like with paragraphs oh, of like, flowery prose describing all of the shit that. that you're looking at and the characters are saying and thinking. But also there's a narrator also doing mm-hmm. that
2: yeah i think if if his writing style like jived with me more like uh like nasu loves to do shit like this right nasu mm-hmm. the guy we talk about all the time on those podcasts, but his writing style or, or like at least what of it translates uh i really i really like and i just i did not jive with the writing style of claremont you know what i mean so yeah. there's not there's not really much for, here for me is the thing you mm-hmm. know and i don't want to like quibble about like superhero comic shit because like i'm just not uh inoculated to superhero comic bullshit so at the end i'm like oh and like a gay wizard's here now uh kidnapping her okay that's i guess that's something that's happening <laughs> yeah you know it's what i mean sick yeah but i it, love for me when it's the gay lady sick. shows up
1: it you know is, what I mean? is the thing you're I just wrong about Celine, she's the best oh,
2: i was talking about the very end of what you showed me uh the the like uh dream castle or whatever that she walked oh, yeah. into which
4: That's is a different character uh, that is a different character
2: <laughs> i also yeah i just don't there's not much here for me in any Here's of these the characters
1: thing. um there's no other context for that that does just happen
2: yeah, and I and I figured honestly that it was kind of just a thing that happened, you know, because there was not a text bubble saying, "And here's where you can get the backstory on the gay castle fairy lady," uh, mm-hmm. in volume uh, one ninety seven of Uncanny X Men three, the threequel. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure, are a lot of those. There's a lot of those. So, yeah, I think we're just like so. Me and Fen both are just so. You notice that Fen hasn't said shit. <laughs> yeah (laughs) i think we're just so far outside of the target audience that like it just bounced off of me you know and i feel i feel bad saying that no but uh yeah i'm glad that you like it i know people (laughs) who like x-men but i would you would have to pay me so much money to get me to read more (laughs) x-men
1: yeah no i knew that this was a risk going in Uh um and that's why that was another reason this is like kind of a sampler right yeah Um,
2: i'm totally not against trying out things that are outside of my comfort zone because sometimes wow they really do work for me you know what i mean yeah so Um, i'm glad that you brought it it's fun to have something totally different uh on the on the podcast if you had uh said i want you to watch this marvel movie i probably would have vetoed it (laughs) Here's the thing, but this is very uh, I would different, never right? ever
1: do that to anyone, yeah. and also I would not do that to myself, because I the, have self respect.
2: On the hierarchy, I would rather read another twenty uh volumes of this than watch one Marvel movie. <laughs> one modern <laughs> Marvel movie. So there there's that, but you know.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the thing, right? Like I would not read most like modern Marvel comics, but there is clearly like a way that stuff from this era. Not even a lot of stuff, because I have uh, as part of his Odyssey, had to read several miniseries and like one other comic that is written by people who weren't Claremont that are just like yeah, the most boring shit I've ever read in my entire life.
2: Um, you also have this like massive weight of history giving you so much affection for characters, right whereas like if I was yeah. willing to start at the beginning of this and read it, I bet you I would like a lot of these characters by the end, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, there's definitely, like, a part of me that goes hard in the paint for guys who show up in, like, four issues of a comic in the 80s. (laughs) Um,
5: (laughs) Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: There's there's definitely a part of me who, uh, like, knows with hindsight that Iceman uh, was, like, formally made homosexual in 2015 Mm -hmm. and remembers all the nerds getting really mad about that uh uh-huh. In 2015, like on Reddit and shit, but now I'm like reading all of Iceman's early appearances, and I'm like, "That this boy was gay. <laughs> this boy uh-huh. was so obviously gay the whole time, and they just weren't allowed to say that because it was the 70s. It was the 70s, yeah, <laughs> uh huh, yeah. And I, I know that that wasn't necessarily like intended." By the creators, even, and I know like creators have said that, but like there's so much on the page in a lot of this stuff. Like, there is an Iceman miniseries from like 1984 that is about how his like conservative parents back home in New York are like ashamed of him being a mutant and want him to like shut the fuck up and like pretend he's an accountant. Uh, Mm -hmm. at the family reunion and how uh, his like existential dread like forces him to like pretend to be attracted to the pretty neighbor girl next door and that this is like such a powerful like force of self-denial that it literally like destroys the fabric of reality (laughs) and it's this like weird like psychedelic like odyssey for the last two issues where he has to like re-self-actualize like embrace his real identity as like a Superhero, but it's like so easy to read. Like the Iceman is gay reading into that.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, I totally see. I think if, if Marvel wasn't a cultural juggernaut, I would probably be more charitable to this, just like I would be more charitable to like modern Star Wars stuff, right? Yeah. You
1: and know? part of the difference is that like Claremont was doing this stuff on yeah. purpose.
2: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: in a way that is much harder to hide today. Uh Um, because also like Marvel was not like a corporate company then, um, Marvel didn't like become corporate until they went bankrupt and had to like sell out in the late nineties. So there was a much more normal and scrappy energy because they weren't like making comics to turn into movies, right? They were just Mm -hmm. making stories to sell.
2: Definitely an interesting experience. Fen, do you have any thoughts that you want to say? I'm trying to be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Please, tear.
0: And that means that I'm saying absolutely nothing.
1: Um, Wow.
0: Yeah, I... Okay. With... I understand that people like things like this. (laughs) And I legitimately... The... Okay. The way that the story is told is like antithetical to my very being mm-hmm. yeah. and everything I like from stories. The sure. every time there's a little asterisk that says, Hey, like you should,
2: uh, <laughs> every time one of them shows up,
0: you should go buy this volume of this manga or uh, wow, of this comic. Um, I just like, I'm just like, no, I don't, I just want a story. I want a story that I can start with volume one, and then read it, and then when I reach the end, it ends. Um,
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just
0: not in the production
2: reality of this. Yeah.
0: I also... I really... I hate how comics look.
4: Western (laughs) comics.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry to all of the people who are... uh,
2: I don't know. You... If you're He's listening like, to this, you
0: know my taste.
2: It's like satur super saturated colors just are are uh not good for my eyes. You know oh, know yeah. Yeah, I mean? so that's
1: another thing. Um that is like a very normal thing to think, I think. And part mm-hmm. of it is because when these were originally made, they were printed on newspaper stock,
5: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not
1: on normal paper, and the colors were like designed with that in mind.
2: Yeah. I've seen also, what these kinds of comics look like on newsprint, and they do, they're definitely toned down and look better, but it's just the vibes of how people are drawn just still don't work. For me, it's, you know, it's yeah. like
0: it's the same problem I have with, like, coloring and webtoons, which is that it's just very flat. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yes, there's a splotch of pink, and that is the entire shirt, and maybe there's like a line or two. We're famously but, anti-color people,
2: though, yeah. So in, um, uh, in so printed comic media.
0: Part of yeah. it is, yes, I'm just an anti-color person. But it's also, like, the reason, or a lot of, like, really good-looking manga to me is, um, and, like, yeah, I know that there are different mediums uh-huh.
2: with <laughs> different... Very, very different. Um, but, we had this argument in our server of, like, comics versus manga, which isn't really, like, a, an applicable argument, but that's why it's coming up sure yeah. sure uh
0: comics certainly like way more text like mm. text bubbles the same size
2: there was so much more text than i expected but than this manga this is
1: such a like old timey comic thing too like it's not that that's not true today also uh-huh but like something that is like really bizarre to me about like reading this stuff and it's like worse the further back you go is how much of it is like people. Like characters or narration, just like describing the verb that is happening.
4: Yeah, that you're
2: looking at,
1: and it's like, yeah, I can see it. I'm reading the book. <laughs> like,
2: I know. It's a, weird, it's a weird vibe for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ben, you weren't a fan. No,
0: like Ben. Ben was bored. Yeah, I was like mad. <laughs> ben was angry reading it. Um, oh I get that. Yeah. It yeah. That's it is also I think I am lucky enough to live in a time where there's plenty of queer media that is just like openly queer. Mm. And I don't I think if I had as Ben said, if I had the affection for these characters. Uh-huh. Uh knowing that they were written to be to read as queer might enhance my enjoyment
2: if you read these when you were a kid and knew that you would be it would be it could be validated right but Mm -hmm. since i don't
0: i just like i just don't care about any of them yeah of course um yeah Mm -hmm. that's uh i also i wish that there was literally anything in what we read to like grasp onto thematically but it is all so like oh no there are good guys and there are bad guys and like that's it Yeah, uh,
1: I think that is more that I kind of removed all of the story from (laughs) (laughs) by cherry picking specific like moments and scenes um, I definitely made that worse
2: you definitely made uh, Rachel to me seem like the only character that uh, I wanted to root for at all (laughs) There is a degree to which that is true. Um, you know, if I was dealing with someone with like psychic powers that could tear my soul out of my out of my body and use it to kill God at any time, um, I would probably be nicer to her.
1: Personally. Yeah, it's very funny when they all like say, "Oh man, we should have been nicer to Rachel." It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you probably <laughs> have been nicer fucking bricks. To
0: Rachel. Yeah, I. Well, yes, this is this is also part of the thing for me about the x-men that just doesn't land at all is them going damn people hate us so much and like want to oppress us and i'm like yes if someone could kill me with their mind (laughs) i might want some controls on them
5: yeah Uh yeah
0: and like
2: i don't yeah the The supersized metaphor kind of if you're not if you're not willing to meet it on its terms, then it doesn't like yeah. If well, you're not willing or able to like really just get in on the ground floor, then it just doesn't work. For there it, is
0: right? uh, s- sorry to bring up manga again oh God, in God. this in this
1: Western comics discussion. I would say that we are certainly in conversation.
0: Um. Yeah. Uh. But a thing that manga often does mm-hmm. is blow up something into something that is. Uh, like, blow up a small thing into the biggest problem in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, the thing, when that is done well, it is, yes, this is how it feels for that person in that moment. Mm-hmm. That, like, yeah, this is ultimately a very small thing, but for the person it feels like a world-ending disaster. Yes. And, like, the X-Men metaphor is just so confused. Because it's like, is it a race metaphor? Are you saying that, like jews have superpowers and (laughs) like really legitimately could have taken over because that kind of like that doesn't justify the holocaust but it sure puts the holocaust in a different light if if jews have like random mutations that make them very powerful in some random way that humans can't ever uh like contest with Uh uh-huh um I bring up the holocaust because the manga brings up the
2: holocaust times yeah okay yeah uh
1: important context of that is that claremont himself is like a jewish man Mm -hmm. and inserted a lot like he made uh kitty pride was the first like textually jewish Mm -hmm. superhero Mm -hmm. character uh he was also the person who made magneto like famously jewish Mm -hmm. and like uh like an actual character instead of just like like i'm gonna blow up the pentagon kind of super villain um, it's interesting so to know. a lot of the stuff when he does use the word Holocaust, which he does like kind of a lot, <laughs> and not always to describe the literal Holocaust, like usually is what's happening when Magneto talks about it. Um, they are, uh, there is more of a, a yeah. reason to give him a bit of a pass because he was yeah. like growing up that. immediately post war. Yeah. in that environment um in new york
0: and this is the kind of thing that is like i am sure that if you are already in invested mm-hmm. seeing that kind of metaphor is like okay yeah i am being seen and instead reading it it feels like just the goofiest most ham-handed like uh mm-hmm. it yeah not having that investment it feels like clumsy
1: and bad i would certainly describe it as clumsy um i think
2: um it's definitely like it's soap right um it's really it is very so i've seen more soap opera than i have seen x-men and it does feel like a soap opera
1: yeah Mm -hmm. it's always very big it's always like swinging as hard as possible there is very little about it that is subtle people are Um, always at like an 11 on their emotions and i like definitely get why that's uh, unappealing a lot of the time, but for me, like, I have grown to, uh... Yeah, you're as I have progressed over the years, I have learned to discern, like, good soap from bad soap in this context, and I think Claremont usually has a pretty good handle on, like, the appropriate level of that and, like, how serious he should be with his topics, versus like, X-Men before Claremont was so fucking like, foppish and nothing. Mhm mhm.
5: Um yeah.
2: Yeah, like I appreciate I would I appreciate this more because it's trying to do something in a way that I don't think mod- modern Marvel like movies are trying to do anything. You know what I mean? So I can appreciate that about it for sure. It's taking swings even if they don't work for me personally. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh the I was reading this on Fen's iPad cuz Fen downloaded it all. Uh I uh <laughs> The one screenshot I can remember taking was a random panel where a brush like fishmonger guy uh, opens up a fish <laughs> and finds a cursed necklace. And oh talks yeah, to him. so uh, three uh, of the issues that we skipped.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, you cut out the end of that story, but there was enough of it in the stuff you told me to read that I was like, "Oh man, this poor guy." <laughs> The resolution of that story is that guy puts on that necklace
1: and then he turns into an evil wizard from Conan the Barbarian. Actually, Um, he
2: got stabbed. Someone else took the necklace and put it on. Whoever puts on the necklace
1: turns into an evil wizard from literal Conan the Barbarian. It's a crossover. Um, And that guy (laughs) turns New York into a fantasy world where all of the characters get turned into fantasy versions of themselves who don't know that they're fantasy versions of themselves. And he does this all specifically to take revenge on Spider-Man who previously had a crossover with Conan the Barbarian, I guess. And so he can like string up Spider-Man and torture him to death. And from the outside of the bubble, like as long as you're in the bubble, you're in the fantasy world. But if you exit it, it like encompasses New York as like a physical thing you can see. And if you go into it, you turn into a fantasy guy. But everyone can like see it from the outside. And like the government's like, holy shit, what the fuck? And they like send people in to stop it. And it's mm-hmm. like three issues long and it's complete nonsense and I have no idea why it happened.
2: Uh, but it's, it's just... Not... The bit where the guy's like, haha, lucky day, found a necklace and a fish and starts talking to him and he's like, oh no! This necklace <laughs> is evil as hell. <laughs> and he doesn't throw it away. Not right away, yeah. God. Okay, so that was the screenshot that I took. Um we have any more x-men thoughts i'm sorry that we didn't enjoy it more you know? i mean i, I wish i like, didn't yeah. expect you to yeah it's a it's a it's a it's so far outside our range yeah all right that's a, i think that's enough x-men for now <laughs> hey <laughs> yeah. Ben. how long uh how long are we been how long is, how long is your time uh this recording currently sitting at 250 Fuck. I was, like, excited when I heard the two.
4: <laughs> I'm so <laughs> less sorry. less excited when
2: I heard the fifty. 50- oh, we brought so much stuff. This was not all X-Men talk.
5: Uh... There was
1: more X-Men talk than I meant for there to be. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of it was just me being like, here's context for the uh-huh. thing.
5: Uh-huh.
2: Well, it happens, you know? You wanted to explain what was going on. talk about karano kyokai overlooking view or thanatos overlooking view we're going back in time kind of this is one of the things we should have covered first but yes. we didn't want to because the translations are bad yes so we finished fate's day night and we were like both of us were like oh we feel like we're missing context <laughs> and it's ke- uh, karano kyokai uh the garden of sinners is the english title yes so we decided to compromise and watch the movies. And I've been kind of reading the light the the novels, <sighs> but uh, it's going very slowly because I'm reading them in Japanese. Fen, you read some of the I read better most translation of um of overlooking the View? first one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna finish that. You're also down on this, aren't you?
0: I think that okay. we haven't covered any. Preview, I guess, for the rest of the anime adaptations of visual novels and stuff that we're going to go through. Uh huh. But, and I will try to vary my expectations and, uh, like what I say on the podcast. But,
2: you would rather be reading the light novel.
0: In this case, I would rather be reading the light novel. Uh-huh. Um, in general, I think. That one of the things that Nasu does really well, uh huh, is internality of characters, Mm -hmm. and the anime adaptations
2: mostly get rid of all of that, yeah, or turn it into exposition, uh, while cutting half of it,
0: yeah, yeah, they get rid of a lot of it at the very least, because that's just not, uh, which what's the Haruhi does does this, um. Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Sum- uh-huh. Uh huh. Or like bak- has gashire. has Kion have a constantly running internal monologue. Uh huh. And like I think that works there. This is a somewhat goofy show. Um, it'd be hard to pull off. It has here. its moments, but like that is certainly not a thing that you can do in every anime. No. But uh, there were scenes in this where I'm like, okay, I the correct choice was having the scene be entirely silent. But also, damn, I really wish we were getting Shiki's internal monologue uh-huh. right here.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a medium problem, an adaptation yes. problem. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what's in this well, thing. Or, yes, it is an adaptation problem. If you are writing
0: an anime from scratch, you're writing it not expecting to have the room for yes an internal monologue. So you have to you have to communicate that stuff other ways Mm -hmm. as opposed to turning something into an anime you either figure out how to do that or you just get rid of it because in a similar way to uh the like yeah the standard adaptations that we're going to cover at some point Mm. those are going to be miserable to cover (laughs) Oh, thank Um, God.
1: I was so scared that I was going to come on for UBW's, like, TV show and uh, be a bummer when I was like, this sucks and I hate it.
0: Um, uh, but the thing, the thing there is that, like,
2: oh, gosh, what was I going to say? Um, Um, what was I saying? You're talking about adaptation. You totally, I just totally lost it, too, as soon as you said, what was I talking about? things that you lose
1: in adaptation Uh uh-huh yeah you lose monologues internality oh
0: right right so this like uh all of the standout adaptations feel like things made for people who have read the source and already know what's going, and then just want to see that animated Mm -hmm. um there are like yeah it was it was truly wild reading the light novel and going oh oh that's who that character is Uh uh-huh oh that's why you're talking about lilies Mm -hmm. oh like that's what this is a reference to um that is like oh yes you expect you are expected to have read the material and then we're gonna animate it but we're gonna animate it omitting stuff that we've that we assume you know Mm -hmm. because we just don't have a way to communicate it
2: which would be it would be really hard to do it any other way. So, yes. I, I liked yes. this, but I was also feeling like I was missing something the whole time.
0: I yeah, I I wish that I was higher on it, but, I'm higher than you. Uh, like, a lot of the time was me going like, oh, yeah, I wish I liked this more. Mm-hmm. Or, I wish we were, yeah, I wish I, I had read the light novel already, and I will do this for two. Mm-hmm. I will read the novel first, and then watch it.
1: I have a question. I, yes. I have two questions. Yes. First question is, um, what were you guys drinking in Yuri tea time?
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, I was only drinking water. I didn't have any fun drinks today, and it's killing me. I don't uh, have caffeine in my body. Mint green tea. Mint for green me. tea? Yeah. That's nice. What were you drinking, Nina? I was drinking a Jingu Gushu hongcha. Okay, you had a good answer. Damn, I wish we had asked earlier. I'm so sorry.
1: I only asked because I wanted
2: to share mine. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: I'm going to be honest.
2: <laughs> it's good to be honest, know. I just
1: ran out. <laughs> I, I have, like, a full liter of tea here. I was trying really
2: hard to get a hold of a Pepsi for this episode. Because uh, I had too much Pepsi back at my parents' house when I was on vacation there. Um, and so I've gone caffeine crazy, even though I should not be drinking caffeine.
3: Mm. Uh,
2: but I failed. I failed in my quest. There was only Diet Pepsi available to me, and if I drank any Diet Pepsi, I'll die. Can't have that. Can't have that. What was your second question?
1: Well, I guess now I have three questions. (laughs) Second question is the the one that just got added. Um, Are these light novels or just like book-ass books?
2: They're doujin, technically, I feel like um they're not they're not considered light novels because they weren't published by a publisher that publishes light novels is what i mm. what i know uh they're not very big i would call them novellas yeah. is what i would call them yeah. but that's not really the case, the parlance that gets used for japanese books
1: that makes sense i thought these were like long full books no, and no, uh they're... making what i watched into a book seemed like a stretch i read um,
0: slowly and the... i read like two thirds of the first one in like an hour,
2: yeah, uh, the first book has the first three movies worth of stories in it,
1: yeah,
0: okay,
2: mm-hmm. that was my third
1: question, which was, is this first movie the first book
0: it is well, that's I... a funny thing to ask because the first book is mostly internal monologue, well, not much happens,
2: uh like they, they, do they never get to the ghost shit at the end
0: they allude to plot and it is most
2: none of it actually happens though yes or they, they like some talk of it, around again, something that happens.
0: I, I read two thirds of it uh-huh. and about like 10 minutes of stuff happened and it was mostly characters thinking to themselves fascinating
2: this is very nasu this is nasu loves to do this yeah well and it yeah, I think it works really well. Like, uh-huh. it is fun. I was enjoying what I read of it in Japanese. So, like, Miki- Although, uh, having watched this movie, uh, the bit about a synthetic arm that was just dropped into a uh, sentence that I had no idea what was being talked about it makes a lot more sense. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a the oh, bit my- where Mikio <laughs> wakes up on the couch is the... F-
0: it might not be the first time you hear about the suicides, but it is like, oh, yeah, Shiki hasn't yet gone... Or Shiki has already
2: killed the right. the main ghost. Because it's mo- it's mostly from Mikia's perspective. Yeah. So it makes sense that it would just, like, kind of bounce out when he's out. Yeah. That's fun. That's interesting. That's an interesting way to do it. Yeah. Because it's not Bakemonogatari. You can't carry a whole episode just with people bantering. Yeah. Because the, the banter is interesting, but it's not, like, funny enough to carry the whole well, and thing there's not... in a visual media, I feel yeah. like. The there are some
0: conversations that are like lifted from yeah it is i don't know what you're talking
1: about i don't think i've ever laughed as hard at a movie as when i saw the name brand haagen
2: <laughs> it's so funny that they go for it by name i know that haagen is like a big thing in japan i guess because they have like special limited flavors and a really successful marketing campaign but the fact so, you think it's funnier that it was brand name than if it was, like, Dog and Boss or something like that?
1: Absolutely.
2: Because,
1: <laughs> like, I'm so conditioned to expect Dog and Boss, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But when I just got hit with, like, the full-ass real logo on that cup,
3: <laughs> it was I, very I was
1: funny. completely blindsided. And for, like, a thing around, like, 2007 or whatever, I just and I just wasn't expecting it. And this isn't, like, the kind of movie that you expect... Like product placement in? Yeah. Like no one's going to McDonald's in your like moody fucking murder ghost special I movie.
2: I don't think it's tech like product placement. Maybe they got paid for it, but I it's Haganda's in the light novel, which Nasu just wrote to like sell it Cong- comic cat.
3: hmm
1: It's gotta be different though, right? To like visually represent like somebody else, they probably had to secure
2: thing. the rights to use it, but I think they did it because the original says Huggendas. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if you can call that product placement since it's not really an ad. Yeah. But I guess it, it I works as an ad, which is very funny.
0: Yeah, and it's a little more like Kleenex. Like,
2: oh yeah, yeah, you know, uh, or Band Aid. Band Aid's the Band-aid. is a good one. Yeah. It's like you could say Band Aid. Yeah. Uh-huh. it's just like
0: oh yeah that's the thing it means that Mikia brought back little like ice cream things mhm mhm um when he when yeah you
2: write hagondos that's just uh-huh yeah fascinating and then i guess in the anime they wanted to stay true to it i i guess i hope they got money for it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know i don't know that uh i care about much about how much money ufo table gets ufo table ufo table is ufo table is that what the katakana would sp- spells out for it
0: ufo table
2: so yeah table. i'm gonna throw up <laughs> let's talk about this actual movie and by that i mean the pre-roll uh the pre-show turn off your cell phone warning did you see this ina i don't think that i uh maybe not was it like animated there was little puppets of Mikia and shiki this. in the theater and Mikia looks at his phone and uh Shiki cuts it up out of his hand, uh and then he falls in half too. Oh my god. And it says, Turn so off good. your cell phone. Oh, and on the screen is Neckoark uh reenacting a scene from the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's Nekoark holding <laughs> like Neko Ark Puppet. Necho Puppet holding an ice cream with Neko Ark's face on it.
2: <laughs> it's really funny. It was, like, on the... Fenn has the, DVD, the like, Blu-rays for this, and it's on the, like, pre-roll uh, bit is on the... uh in the menu. That's
1: amazing.
2: All right. Let's get into it. We open on a boy who we will not get a name for. Do we get his name at all in this whole movie? I think towards the end. His name is Mikia. Mm-hmm uh he has a nickname that they use a bunch which uh is translated wrong it seems or like spelled wrong uh but anyway he shows up at she at a girl whose name we will not get and we will not even get that she's a girl until the very end of this but i have to like i can't do this i can't keep that suspense (laughs) the whole movie you know what i mean Shiki lives in a one bedroom studio apartment, or not a one bedroom, a studio apartment. It's shitty. It's small. A boy named Mikia shows up. He brought ice cream. Shiki is, uh, this like miserable looking mask in a blue kimono. <laughs> mm-hmm. She actually, she looks a lot like uppercase Shiki from Tsukime, uh, with dark hair and like different color eyes because he's a vampire. I'm getting yeah. she, so mad. She's wearing the same kimono, just closed, and her hair is the same length and only like the bangs are a little different, but otherwise she looks a lot like that guy. Uh, Mikia is... Nasu. What's up? Nasu. Are you mad that uh, there are so many Sheikis involved? Nasu, there are other... Think of another name. (laughs) Why did you do this? I think it's very funny.
3: Why? Why would you do this?
2: Uh, to make our lives in this audio medium especially miserable. Mm-hmm. Ben told me on Twitter
1: that that the he does the the fucking the uppercase lowercase yes. thing that in was, both. Also,
2: that's well, revealed in the end uh, credits yeah, or like the thing for the next episode. That is a translation artifact. Of it's different conjure. Them having different kanji.
0: Yeah, but it's still. It's. I think. I think he has
2: four shikis with four different, different countries. Con- <laughs> Why is... Don't do that, man. It's so funny. But he's a writer. He's not an animator. It makes so much more sense if you can read it. Yeah. In in <laughs> Japanese. Nasu, not a podcaster. No.
1: He,
2: Nasu come was on, on this podcast,
0: podcast I would,
1: like, fucking jack in into... into the net, <laughs> jump out of his computer, beat him up.
2: Mikia is a normal looking dude. He looks like pretty much every other Type Moon boy. Like short, dark hair. Um, he's wearing glasses. That's his distinguishing thing. Shiro's thing is his hair is a different color. This guy's thing is that he's wearing glasses.
1: It's like Shiro's class president friend.
2: Yeah, yeah, a little bit like that. He brought Shiki some Haagen-Dazs strawberry ice cream. Uh, Shiki's very mean to him and is like, I don't even like ice cream. <laughs> Mikia gives this bizarre speech about how (laughs) strawberries suits his image of, uh, Shiki because they are red like her leather jacket and also part of the rose family, maybe because the roses have thorns. (laughs) He's such a weird kid. Uh, Shiki says she's not eating it and throws them into an empty freezer. I was about to say, speaking of weird kids, Ben. (laughs) Uh, uh Uh-huh. What, Shiki? Yes. I love Shiki. I'm already, I'm She's already free. I like her. She's very strange. <laughs> She's such a weird, her apartment, after so many tight moon protagonists of like, going from either like, here's my, my fan, my nice Japanese style house to here is my mansion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Shiki living in this like shitty little apartment with no furniture is so funny. Mm-hmm. It's a breath of fresh air. Anyway, scene cut. There is a woman in a white dress. She's got long, bluish-black hair. Mostly blue, I think, but it's hard to tell in this scene. She is walking up to the edge of a desolate-looking building's roof, and uh, she's got a creepy smile. Then, cut to the OP. This movie has an OP. I love when a movie has an OP. It's very fun. Wait, don't we cut? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. There's, like, some... I love the soundtrack for this movie great yeah Uh uh-huh i had a lot of fun just listening to it um we get some like slow music over shots of like a butterfly and a dragonfly kind of just like bouncing around and some like water effects and windows visualizer like kind of vibe stuff happening um it looks like um and then it like
0: what what, go ahead i think it reminded me of was like old film that has been burned
2: Yeah, Uh huh. At times. Yeah, the w- image is like weirdly overexposed. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, the, uh, while the song is still playing, uh, we are suddenly looking at a woman uh, dashed on the ground after jumping off of a building. Uh, it, it, she's wearing a white dress. Mm-hmm. It's unclear at this point if that's the same woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back to Shiki. In her uh, crappy apartment, Uh, her she's got what's her furniture? She's got a phone in the middle of the room on the floor. Some Mm -hmm. magazines. She's got some magazines discarded on the floor. Fridge. She's got a bed. Bed. Um, She has
0: a leather jacket hanging up. Yeah, a a, like a bed bed, not a futon.
1: uh She like folds up. She has Uh, two bottles of water in her sink. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes and her, her, incredibly her fridge also only has like four bottles of water in it and nothing else. Uh-huh. How is she still alive? <laughs> she must eat out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's a message on the answering machine but she seems to be ignoring it. Uh she leaves. She is walking down the street. She's the only person wearing a kimono. She wears like this blue kimono. Um
1: I was so mad when she didn't wear her jacket.
2: When she, well, the jacket is for for cool. fucking. yeah, the jacket's for shit. action. But uh-huh.
1: I want her to wear it all the time because it's
2: cool. Uh huh. Her look is so weird that I like have to appreciate it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, she's uh she's also, she's very androgynous. Uh, Fan, you said that your your you thought her voice was too feminine, too fem to like carry the to, to carry the, the light like, of. Yeah, a boy or a girl in the light novel they never use any pronouns to refer to shiki until the very very end of this story this is uh, also like, just a girl, how, right yes
1: japanese works as uh-huh. languages yeah
2: but i think it's 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 purposefully done because they play with this like oh people always get shiki's gender wrong yeah. uh-huh. so people, boys think that shiki is a girl girls think that shiki is a boy and then it, and both of them find does her hot <laughs> And notably do, does not state yeah. which she falls under. Shiki's yeah. gender situation is complicated, I hear. I can't wait to get into that. Uh, she already did, looks pretty complicated. We did see but... her binding
0: in the ne- in the preview for next episode. That's true. So look forward to that.
2: Uh, okay. We get a voiceover of a news report about a fourth in a string of suicides of high school girls jumping off of a building called the Fujo building. Mm-hmm. They never leave suicide notes, and uh, there's no warning signs, the family r- report, of them like seeming like they might commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Cut two. Shiki in a strange office talking to a hot older woman with red hair. Wait,
0: <laughs> real quick, Ben. Yes. To...
2: Oh. Yeah, never mind. I'm losing the, tre- losing the thread a little. Go losing. like this. Uh. <laughs> there you go. There's this woman, she's got red hair, glasses, wearing a button up, uh, they're not gonna say her name till later, but this is Aozaki Toka, Aoko's older sister.
3: She's hot. She's cool.
2: She is. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different Tokos and different, uh, Type Moon stuff from what I hear. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him. Well, it's all the same person, but there's different interpretations of the same character in the different, mm. like, worlds. So it's yeah. not a, there's like okay. five women named Toko situation. Yeah.
1: it's like you there's learn one more interpretation. Nasu. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, like, K&K Toko is, is, like, pretty different. Has all the same signifiers as Mao Hoyo Toko. K&K Toko is older. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: right
0: yes she would be about 10 years older interesting interesting
2: because you
1: you she's th- really tall
0: toko uh-huh. we meet here i guess it's like closer to 15 but
2: wait this toko is 15
0: no closer what? to 15 years older
2: oh shit i was like oh. wait wait what what <laughs> uh anyway Toko starts rambling on about the suicides and how the cops haven't noticed the irregularities in the case. Mikia is just kind of on the couch this scene, not talking. It is, yes. It is interesting. So this is one of the things, is like, oh,
0: Mikia talks with, or is part of Is talking with Shiki maybe Mm -hmm. um, about the suicides and says a bunch of the stuff that Toko says in this scene. Yeah. And then she says it says, and then says, uh, Mikia
2: told me all that. Yeah. (laughs) Which is very Uh funny.
0: The, yeah. Um, this is also, this is the other reason that I prefer the light novel is that, um, there's a lot of, if you just want to like watch this for vibes, then that's cool. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the, uh for me interesting like word play slash theorizing rising slash like uh philosophical philosophical and, stuff right. is hard to parse when it's just like zooming by yeah and kind of wants you to sit with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um like the the if you have no attachment to the world you're living in, then there's no need to broadcast anything, even your death. hmm Is like, oh, what Mikia meant by that was that jumping off a building is broadcasting your death. Yes. And yeah. therefore they would have left suicide notes. Right. Mm-hmm. Had they intended to jump off a building. And so that's why it's an accident or like an accident because they didn't intend to die. Yes. So it's an accident. And like all of that you me at least. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. Maybe I'm just slow and dumb. But I
2: need time to sit with and like work out what is being said. Yeah. I definitely it took me a while to like parse some of that argument when I was reading it originally. Um but I yeah, I don't think you're wrong. They say some like wild shit and you're like, what was that? And then like Shiki is doing backflips or something.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. it's a little
2: hard to follow at times. Uh right, so Toko has that whole whole like speech about the suicides being suspicious. Then she says something about Mikia having been the one to tell her all that and sa- then wonders when he'll come back to us. Yeah. Hmm. He's right there, Toko. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this every single shot of the city is the most like disgusting rundown. Like it's like Shiki's in Silent Hill half the time. It's so <laughs> yeah. sick. It's great. It's just like these massive, massive apartment complexes that as far as you can see, and every single one of them looks more desolate than anything from the near anime. Everything uh-huh. looks like it's like
1: actively disintegrating. Yeah. Like, you've just paused a video of a building getting dusted. Uh-huh. This is the...
0: Yeah. The interesting thing about this part is that, like, I have seen pictures of parts of Tokyo that literally look like this. Uh-huh. Um, which is like, yeah, this is a reminder that, like, oh, right, Nasu, this is a... Uh-huh. This is a um post-crash work. Yeah, like uh-huh. as is all of Nasu's work. But this is like very immediately. Um, I when guess like the... it was written in 98. Uh-huh. Uh, When's the economic crash? Is it is 90, uh, 1990, 89, 90. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a big. Has so like it a is big like, I guess it NASA is about a, lot of other a stuff. decade after that. But it is like, yeah, Nasu grew up in the wake of an economic crash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um If you haven't read about that, I recommend, or like, yeah, it is, it is hard to overstate how much the, the bubble slash then crash, uh, like devastated Japan. Mm -hmm.
2: I should read, I should read about this because it is such a big thing for Nasu, like writing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And not just Nasu. No, of course not. But also we're doing a podcast about a lot of Nasu writing Yes, and it looms large. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Shiki is marching down the street. Uh, she passes by a memorial for one of the girls who died at the Fujo building. And then this incredible little tiny puppy dog tracking blood passes her. <laughs>
1: Whose dog uh-huh. is this? If I were a little puppy dog, I would simply walk around the giant pool of blood.
0: I want to shout out the murder puppy. Who's tracking bloody little footprints?
2: (laughs) With her nasty little paws. Yeah. Uh Shiki walks up and uh there was like a cop car driving by. It has stopped at uh the corpse of another girl who just jumped. Well,
0: yeah, this is another interesting thing, is like, oh right, this this place feels abandoned and there's no one else around. Mm -hmm. But like, it's still part of the city. Yeah. It's not like, oh yes, there's an abandoned town all the way over there it's like oh
2: yeah the cops still come here Mm -hmm. and like but this it took long enough for someone to find this girl that a a puppy had time to wander into the scene track through her blood and walk away Uh uh-huh cheeky looks up and sees uh nine figures in white dresses floating uh, in front of the moon this is the sickest thing i've
1: ever seen in my entire
2: life it's pretty cool they look great um. Yeah, that scene ends. We're on Toko again. Toko's lighting up a cigarette.
0: <laughs> Ben's note here is and
4: she smokes.
0: <laughs> she smokes so much. She
2: smokes a lot in this.
0: She also like half finishes cigarettes and then puts them out. Uh-huh. But her ashtray.
2: It is hard to overstate how overstuffed her ashtray is by the end of this episode. Uh-huh. Listen, she's she's having a hard time, you know? Mikia is unconscious on the couch with <laughs> all of this. No one's pouring coffee for her, so she's smoking more.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I always get mad when people in movies, like, take two puffs of a cigarette and then put it out.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like nine effect. bucks a pack, bro.
2: How much are cigarettes in Japan? Uh, T- Toko is the kind of person who would purposefully waste money uh, to make a point, I feel like. <laughs> mm-hmm um toko wonders when the deaths are gonna stop shiki says she saw eight girls above the building so it's gonna stop at eight i guess she's not counting the center ghost for some reason
1: she's got those special eyes she can tell
2: well does she have special eyes the the light novels have, have by like page three has told us about Shiki's special eyes, but here <laughs> it's not mentioned which is again is like oh yes you are supposed to know yeah that uh shiki asks about the fujo building and toko gives her a background on the economics of the situation (laughs) following its like construction and uh dereliction Mm -hmm. which is very funny and shiki's like i wasn't asking about the economic crash (laughs) um apparently only recently was cleared out of tenants it looks pretty bad yeah the lobby is like full of plant life and broken windows when did they clear it out uh uh. toko says some like mysterious shit about uh like people not being fully gone when they die just like uh just like smoke doesn't vanish the instant you extinguish a fire and how something is lingering in the the fujo building basically
0: yeah. So this is another time that I would like wrote down a note that she also says something about the Fujo building being like out of time. Out of time, yeah. That's the part uh, I had a harder time. Which is time. why there are ghosts for girls who haven't died yet.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was um, wondering about that. It's pretty
1: sick.
0: Uh which is like, oh yes, this is this is the stuff of Nasu that I like love. It is also hard as hell to parse all of this it like well the movie is can, like, and then the movie moves on, and it's like, no, wait, I needed a, I needed a sec to like sit with that and and like fully
2: enjoy the, yeah, yeah. This is the we forgot to say right? content like...
4: warnings again, but whatever.
2: To mention, con- I I said we were gonna mention yeah. con- like content mm-hmm. warnings again, but now now I'll say it. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of suicide in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in... already like three people have killed themselves. So. In
0: general uh content warnings in our description yes
1: um the the way people talk in this movie okay so like first of all toko is the only person in this movie who talks like almost at all um she does say a lot of things yeah compared to uh a a little boy guy who just like isn't in this movie
4: and (laughs) cheeky
1: who does not talk um Togo is the only person who's like around enough to have any dialogue, and she does most of the talking when she is in a scene.
4: Mm-hmm. Um
1: And she speaks almost entirely in like Nasu monologues, just like Nasu ass, uh-huh. like Fate Stay Night ass
2: monologues. She so, loves to do this, yes.
0: Well, and that is because a lot of her stuff is internal monologue. That yeah, and you can absolutely tell,
1: right? And that's, I think, like, to your point of, like, sometimes the movie is, like, hard to parse. I think part of it is because, like, just these, like, three bullet points that we have here of, like, the kinds of things that she's talking about. Like, we are going from, like, semi-pertinent plot information to, like, this kind of contextual history about, like, why thematically this building is like this to... (laughs) Uh The, you know, like, she's about to start talking about this, like, very much more overarching thematic thing of, like... The overlooking The way this movie feels about, like, flying and height and, like, how it feels to look down from a height. Uh Uh-huh. Like, that all comes out of her back-to-back in this scene with no interruption.
3: It's very Um, funny.
1: And it's all... Like, there, it's three different, like, flavors of, like, Nasu's style of writing, but it's all, like, smushed into, like, Toko has to be the person who delivers this, and she does it all in one scene, because Toko's the only person who talks in this movie.
2: Me, sitting next to Toko at the bar, just nodding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Toko gives a monologue about, uh, yeah, about the concept of the overlooking view, and, like, how it's like beautiful and isolating and as she's doing this talking about it uh we get like a point of view of uh another one of these girls walking to the edge of the building and jumping off mhm 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 so we're up to six deaths now a lot of the movie is passed. we're gonna, it's about time we get some action i think this yeah. is a, this is a ufo table production so there's mm-hmm. got to be some fighting in it Shiki returns home while Toko's dialogue continues. <laughs> There's a lot of that, too, of like a scene ending and then someone's monologue just picking up again. Uh-huh. She drinks one of her uh precious water bottles from the fridge. <laughs> uh She flashes back to being in the office and like this is where it finally shows that Mikiya is like unconscious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She like touches him and he just falls over. His glasses have been like glare hiding his closed eyes this whole time, which is very funny. She drops the bottle on the phone. Uh, she gets upset. This is the most emotion we've seen in her so far. Then she's running down the street. It's a great bit of, like, everyone on the street just kind of, like, awkwardly half-looking at her and then, like, looking away, you know? This the is most, also...
1: Like, people living in a big city shit uh-huh. of all time.
2: Yeah, there's, like, a girl in a kimono <laughs> running down the street.
0: Yeah. Ooh. This is the interesting thing, is that, like... I And I know that we're gonna get more on-cheeky as we go, but, like... It is, this shot in particular was the one that made me write down, she is the only person that we see in a kimono. Yes. Everyone yeah. else is wearing Western-style clothes.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, you don't see that shit very often in modern Japan, you know? Even, mm-hmm. like, back back in, like, the 90s, 90s when this yeah. is set, you know? It's like, she's not going to a festival. That's where you see that shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's not 100% like that in Japan. I, I don't have the context, but...
1: There was two girls in Bochi who go, like, see her playing in the street who were just wearing kimonos. There was a festival. There was it. Did they say yep. that?
2: Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, Hiroi mentioned that there's some kind of festival going on. That's why there's a bunch of people around.
1: I missed it. I was like, what's their story?
2: Uh-huh. Oh, it'd be great if they were just wearing kimonos. Anyway, Shiki is running down the street. She makes it to the Fujo building again. We hear a person hit the ground as she's looking away. She yells, Kokuto! which is uh, Mikia's nickname, which is a reference to a French poet, Jean Cocteau. Uh, It's spelled with K. It's spelled wrong here. It's spelled the way that the katakana is uh, Mm. uh, spelled. Would be literally translated. But um, as far as I know, that is the reference because he's like a rambling, uh, like philosophical guy. She like makes fun of him by calling him a French poet's name.
1: (laughs) I think it is uh, much... You don't get to know the reference and then no. make fun of somebody else using it
5: uh-huh uh-huh see.
2: yeah when i first bumped into this in the, uh her calling him this in the the novel i was so lost i was like what the fuck does koto <laughs> mean someone had to explain it to me Absolutely. shout out to kimi Catherine. okay shiki runs to the body and sees that it is not actually mikia breathing a sigh of relief then uh something starts giggling from the building. Shiki draws a fucking Dragon Quest ass dagger, uh, and like runs in.
0: Alright, oh, I don't I don't like the suicide. Well, I think that the the bodies work best when it's like far away and like uh-huh. a little abstract. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And you d- yeah, the like close-up yeah. view. Yeah. This yeah, is a very sure.
1: like lingering shot.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I like the like I like the blood spreading. Mm-hmm um the
2: the body falling behind the person falling yeah. behind her is, a, is a yeah that part's great it's the like they had to like full frame it. shot of i get why they had to show it because you had to see it was not mikia yeah but uh but yeah it's a little like yeah you know not my favorite Shiki enters the building it's real spooky in there someone's giggling there's a creepy doll on the ground and this is what had me assuming that this was a doll ghost was a mm. creepy doll Uh, Shiki gets ambushed which seems to uh, the ghost uh, seems to invisibly grab her arm and like drag her towards the edge right and then uh, this is very this is such a like a cool scene her like fingers start twitching on her left hand and like skin strips off with this magic effect and she's just got a doll's hand now
1: Mm -hmm. I was losing it when this happened yeah
2: and the doll hand tries to fucking kill her (laughs) (laughs) I assumed that the at, at this point I had forgotten that Toko's thing is dolls uh in the moment so i thought that the ghost had turned her hand into a puppet did we uh, know this about toko before this not in this movie no okay I, yeah i'm not I, sure I if would... it's it comes up in the light novel it comes up in the light novel yes yeah. yes and okay. in the light novel cheeky does mention pretty early on oh i was in a car accident and i've got a synthetic limb okay i uh,
1: have not read the light novel no nor do i speak or read japanese So i arguably I don't either. (laughs) I'm getting the full blast. Uh, Just no context. Doll hand. It's pretty. She's got a doll hand. Next scene. uh, We're in a scary doll basement. (laughs) Um, And I was like, okay. I thought we were like detectives or something, but I guess we're in a doll shop. Uh huh. I don't know. It's fine. I don't really need to know. Yeah. Something that I think is cool about this movie is that like. And by this point, I had, like, fully accepted that, like, this is not a movie that is about, like, these details. Uh-huh. Um, Stuff's
2: going to happen in this one.
1: Like, surely this is, like, a vibes <laughs> movie, but I do think that it does a good job. Like, it's not fully a vibes movie. Like, it does a good job of giving you all of the information that you actually need to know. Like, I understand all of these characters' relationships mm-hmm. um, and, like, who they are and who they are to each other, but just by, like, the way that they interact with each other, and the way they respond to the things that happen. Yeah, And, totally. you know, in this fight scene, she's got the special eyes. I understand by, like, watching the fight with the ghosts, when she kills all the ghosts later, what the eyes do. I see that she's got a fucked up weird arm that's full of, like, meat and circuits later. Like, I feel like very I know cool. everything. It's super cool. Um,
3: it's a very like, stylish movie. I don't know the movie. specifics,
1: but I don't feel like that's, like, super important. And there are nine of these, so I assume that they'll come. Uh So it's okay for me that this was just, like, a Vibes movie. And I think uh-huh. this ghost scene is, like, sick as fuck.
2: She pins her hand to the wall with the knife and, like, almost has a moment to breathe. And then it just, like, forces itself off the wall and starts strangling her and, like, dragging her towards the edge. So good. Um... Uh, the ghost gives like a weird little like spooky speech about some mysterious he. She's talking about Mikia. And how he can fly anywhere he wants and she wants him to take her with him. Uh, and then she asks if Shiki can fly as the arm is about to fling her over the edge. But... Sheiki's eyes light up. We see her special eyes for the first time. She's got like these dead gray eyes for most of this. And, yeah, I was
0: about to say the uh it's so good that her eyes are completely lifeless uh-huh. for most of the movie. And then as soon as she activates them, they uh they become like cool concentric circles of like yeah. light.
2: Yeah, like this bright, bright blue on the outside and like red on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the most saturated thing in the whole movie is these eyes. Mm-hmm and blood. Uh she chops her own arm off, which we don't don't know it's a prosthetic yet, but it is weird and fucked up. The ghost kind of uh just leaves after this, doesn't seem too impressed. Uh Shiki glares at her, but you know, she's like what are you going to do? Stab a ghost to death? That would be stupid. Little does she know. Cut 2. Yes, now we're in Toko's creepy doll basement. <laughs> these are some creepy fucking dolls toko they're pretty fucking uh-huh. scary and they're all bleeding yeah yeah shiki like toko okay shiki lost an arm we know this now toko is has had built her the prosthetic that she's using uh toko is complaining about uh her losing another arm or losing this one uh and like working on this like working on it and it's just like filled with like meat and muscle and circuitry and she's like got it hooked up to a laptop and it's like hell yeah (laughs) this is so weird
1: yeah it's really cool
2: toko starts hinting at other stories that we will eventually get uh she mentions the asagami fujino incident one month ago uh we've heard asagami fujino or we've heard asagami before uh uh, Kiha, the special school she goes to is the Asagami Academy, and uh, we've also heard that the Asagami family is a powerful, like, non-mage but has magic powers family in Japan.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Shiki promises um, to... What, what, what no, were you gonna sorry. say? Oh, no, go I ahead. was just,
1: um, like, while they're talking, Shiki is, like, walking along this row of dolls that are kind of, like, propped up against the back wall or, or like, strung up on meat hooks. Yeah. Um, Toko's such a freak. And I think it is interesting that uh, the dolls that have, like, faces all have, like, the same eyes that Shiki has. Mm. Yeah. So they all have these, like, featureless gray eyes that look just like hers.
2: Uh-huh. There's um, one with, like, creepy blue eyes, too, but not mm-hmm. quite uh, not quite the blue and red. Mm-hmm. And then one of the dolls the... does look a little too much like Shiki. <laughs>
1: yeah, there are two dolls that are, like, kind of finished that movie like calls attention to one of them but there's another one in the background that she walks by that is less done but still like has her like face and hair
2: and mm-hmm. has some clothes on why why Well, she she exhibits these apparently <laughs> why, why does toko do this to so
0: a fun a fun bit that isn't in the anime but that mikia talks about mm-hmm. is that that was an unsolicited it wasn't in the program for the exhibit It was just a doll that, like, they knew about it. They did know. But it's like, Toko just showed up and was like, hey, uh, you can have this for your exhibit. Just a doll?
2: Yeah. Oof. Oh, that's normal. Thanks, Toko.
0: Apparently, right. And then the other fun bit about Toko is that uh, she'll make stuff, but will never allow commissions. (laughs) You just have to, like, (laughs) Ask her for something. Uh huh. And she'll take your money and make you something. <laughs> but she funny. she won't like do what you tell her to.
1: I'm putting my money on the table. I have a hundred percent faith that Toko is a completely chill person <laughs> and a and a fully good guy who is never gonna do anything weird or bad in the whole series.
2: She looks really, really trustworthy. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh she looks really tall and she has really broad shoulders.
2: Uh huh. She looks so. fantastic. Choco is working on this arm. She talks about how uh, she can make dolls that look human, but they need a soul uh, in order to be more than just a, a container. She's talking about emptiness, which seems to be a, con like, uh, it is no kyokai, the boundary of emptiness. Mm-hmm. It's the tr- literal translation. It's not the Garden of Sinners? No, it does not literally translate. Yeah, that's <laughs> the subtitle. What are we doing? Mm-hmm why did we call it that here (laughs) she says that Shiki used to be a soulless shell too and that uh, Mikia came to her uh, to Toko because he uh, was interested in how the dolls remind him reminded him of Shiki Mm -hmm. this is normal behavior for Mikia apparently she's like he like asked her to give him him a job and she's like trying to interview him and he's just like lingeringly staring at her dolls (laughs) And she was like, this is the guy for me.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, Toko said, hey, you're a weirdo. Don't go near the Fujo building. And he went near the Fujo building and fell unconscious and has been unconscious ever since.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. We finally get the the answering machine message playing over a scene. It's just uh, it's Mikia asking Chiki to come to Toko's office to talk about the suicides. And then, oh, this, this scene's fantastic. I love this scene. Cheeky comes out of the bath. She's wearing, uh, underwear and a button down shirt. Mm-hmm. And she just like, it's such a long scene. She just gets one of the ice creams out of the fridge. She has one arm. Her other, her other sleeve is just dangling. And she sits down on her, plops down on her bed and uh gives us like the unsexiest panty shot i've ever seen also longest longest. that i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) and uh one-handed like works her way through uh the process of opening this ice cream and eating it with just this like grim determination Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's great (laughs) Her thighs it's must really be good. so cold. <laughs> I know. She's just like cup like clenching the uh cup in her thighs and like she tears the like uh the the vacuum sealing plastic off with her with uh her teeth, you know, and it's just a really great bit, you know.
1: She really like she gets the first scoop of ice cream out and just holds it for like five seconds before she eats it too.
3: In like, total not making it
1: silence.
4: easy on yourself. In a yeah.
2: dark room. She's thinking about her guy. Uh-huh her little pet freak Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh is is there there is like the the uh i guess like the full metal alchemist kind of disability thing going on here where in the next scene shiki has a like perfectly functional arm you know what i mean mm -hmm. hers is also indistinguishable from human at a Mm -hmm. glance and in fact better than a regular arm yeah i will the i do like the like moment of like focusing on the like what a pain in the ass it is to just eat an ice cream yeah one handed yeah.
0: you know um and I I love the animation in this scene yeah uh yeah that's just the way that she's like grumpily yeah. pawing away at the ice cream with the
1: little spoon
2: <laughs> she's got such an angry face on you're eating ice cream
1: she doesn't have anything else to eat
2: well what she can't drink another bottle of delicious water <laughs>
1: she needs the sugar to keep her going.
2: A uh, new cut of uh Kanonokoykai where it's all exactly the same except for uh Shiki just has monster in her fridge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is she a monster kid or a Four loco kid?
2: Well she, she is a, a like a weird knife pervert serial killer girl. She's got to be monster of the two of them. I think she would actually be like a more niche energy drink. You mm. know what I mean? I do um okay next scene cheeky has her new arm she's uh testing it out uh she uses it and her knife to cut the smoke that toko is smoking in the air uh around her Mm -hmm. toko does not like this toko gives her like a look i would not like this either it's weird
1: it's the knife goes very close to her
2: Uh uh-huh cheeky prepares for battle and dons her ceremonial battle garments which is her cool leather jacket with a white collar
1: can i um just say real quick um this jacket that cheeky wears her red jacket her motorcycle jacket yeah it's uh one it's very cool it's a cool jacket Two, it's exactly the same as the jacket that, uh, Rean Schwartzer wears in, uh, The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 2.
2: Really? Wait, can you send me a picture of this? Because I didn't mm-hmm. process 90% of the words you said, so I can't Google it. Uh,
1: oh, wait, no, I'm mistaken. His jacket has black stripes on the sleeves. Oh. Is it Fucked close, up. though? It's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Let yeah, me drop chat. a screenshot in the chat for all my all my uh, all my trails heads out there.
2: <laughs> is that the next t time you're on?
1: Oh, absolutely! No. Trails the straightest I'm series kidding. of all I'm time. Kidding. I would never ever inflict that on anyone. <laughs> That's my my private cross to bear.
2: It is a little. It is a little low. I could see if I mm-hmm. if I like looked at this kid and then looked away and looked at Shiki, I could be like, "Wait, what's that?"
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I hadn't uh, seen this jacket in like 5 years or something, so I I forgot. I forgot uh-huh. the stripies. And the little greebles.
2: <laughs> Shiki is immediately wearing another jacket on top of her jacket in the next scene. <laughs> She's wearing She's Saber's Saber rain 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 jacket. Coat. It's so funny. <laughs>
1: she's come Isu back to is, uh, he, he's constantly you know it's like poetry it rhymes
2: he thinks it's very funny when a cool girl has to in a cool outfit has to cover up with a stupid raincoat here's the thing though he's right he's right it's so funny Shiki has returned to the fujo building for the final showdown she's not going to get her ass kicked by a ghost this time she's going to kill the shit out of a ghost <laughs> why does this elevator still work this building looks like it's from the fucking Last of Us or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> elevator still works. Shiki goes straight to the roof because that's where all showdowns uh, take place. And she finds the eight high school girl ghosts uh, and the head ghost who has longer hair than them and is, like, bigger. Uh, she taunts the ghost a little bit. Her mystic eyes of death perception light up again. And she gives... Th- a creepy smile and starts fucking murdering the shit out of some ghosts. It's cool as hell.
1: The Mystic Eyes of Death Perception. I'm um, sorry, uh, my name is Ina. I host a podcast called It's All Stover, uh the world's premier podcast where we read all of the books written by uh, mildly famous sci fi author Matthew Stover, uh-huh. uh, including Shatterpoint, a Star Wars novel starring Mace Windu, where he has the Mystic Eyes of Death Perception.
2: You know, no uh, exactly. one's ever made that comparison to me before.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, I just wanted to shout it out on the record,
2: uh, on the pod. It's so funny.
1: It's, it's literally, I was watching this, and I, I didn't know what the Mystic Eyes of Depth Perception,
2: Depth, Death
1: Perception? Death. Which one is?
2: Like, depth? the death as in to die. Murder? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I didn't know what they actually were. It would be, um, it, it would be
0: very funny if it was just. <laughs> Uh, Shiki knew exactly how far away things were.
1: He's <laughs> actually got like twenty ten vision. Um, it is literally the exact same power.
5: Uh huh.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh. If you want Versus more on the though. comparison between those two, please listen to our
2: may wrap up episode. Right? Didn't Sniper write in a yeah. base window question for that? Yeah. Uh huh. A very, oh, I a didn't very long that. Que-
1: LMAO. I'm very sorry.
2: <laughs> well, no, 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 no. No, this is. I was being sarcastic when I said that no one's brought it up before, but it's always funny to remember <laughs> that yes. Mace Windu has Nasu's Mystic Eyes of Death perception. Uh huh. Or the other way around, I suppose. I wonder if uh if uh, Nasu read Shatterpoints.
1: No, he definitely because that book came out in like two thousand three <laughs> oh, okay. or something. So. So it's uh, the
2: other way around.
1: Stover I wonder... definitely read this Japanese novel from nineteen ninety eight.
2: Yes. He read Tsukihime. <laughs>
1: and was like oh shit uh i'm gonna put that mace Window can do this but for like destiny
5: uh-huh um uh, yeah the
2: head ghost who is like laughing and like looking at shiki notices that shiki is murdering ghosts with a knife uh-huh and is like oh this sucks uh there's a cool fight scene well it's hardly a fight scene it's a massacre yeah <laughs> really the ghosts do nothing but die. And then uh, the head ghost runs away to another rooftop. Shiki jumps like fucking a hundred feet it's to the next very, building, yeah, and like catches herself with her new hand uh, and like skids across the the like water on this other rooftop, and it's very cool. Yeah, she a- Shiki asks if the ghost is flying or floating. Uh, Fan, there is a there is like a double entendre happening here with yes. the Japanese, is there not?
0: So the interesting part about how this yeah um like different languages have different double meanings for words mm-hmm. in japanese uh flying can also mean like to fly on someone's orders like to hurry mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. um and floating can also mean to feel cut off or out of place mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. cut off from those around you or out of place mm-hmm. and so, so i think
2: sort of also do you have purpose or are you just isolated yeah you know what i mean which is like the, it the is, comparison yeah. that is being made
0: mm-hmm. but um is like a little more
2: clear yeah. i guess are you In... free or are you stuck here hovering over yes. everything yeah you know
3: yeah
2: shiki now unveils a new power which uh tsukihime shiki does not have where she uses her doll hands freaky telekinesis to strangle a ghost uh-huh
1: i want my gf to choke me like this
2: <laughs> she's forced choking the ghost goes the ghost presumably
0: tries to make her jump
2: she does say that Uh, she's immune to her like uh
0: her mind tricks uh because i've never had that urge before and and then i've never known how it feels to be alive or felt the pain of living Mm -hmm. fascinating
2: Uh uh-huh she says that uh shiki says that she's only here she doesn't care that the ghost is killing people she only cares that it took uh that she took Mikia because she says she t- uh I took refuge in him first. Uh-huh. You can't have him. <laughs> um uh, I I uh that's that's gay. Yes, it's gay it's gay for straight people to say shit like that. <laughs> that's that's a gay thing to I say. The thing is I can't call Shiki straight even. Right.
4: Uh-huh.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know Too what Shiki's got going on. <laughs> on. Whatever Shiki's got going on, it's gay. That's homo. <laughs> uh the ghost is like screaming fall at her over and over again as she reels her in and then she says you fall and stabs the ghost in the chest and the ghost turns to dust she's five years old (laughs) what would you say she is a five-year-old oh the the (laughs) response no no you fall (laughs) it works for her though i was like hell yeah (laughs) she does (laughs) she has a knife and the power to kill ghosts yes She notes that the ghost's bones look like lilies as they, like, turn to dust and fall. Uh, This is, like, a motif from the visual novel, or the visual novel, the the novel, uh, that isn't really, like, covered here. Uh, Mikia, I think, thinks that the first corpse that he sees of a girl who committed suicide looks like a lily.
0: Looks like a, yeah,
2: like a pressed flower. Yeah, uh uh-huh. And now, in a wild twist, the ghost wakes up in bed instead of Shiki. I would like to note that the notes call this the denouement. This scene is the exact midpoint of the movie. (laughs) It is the part where they talk about everything that happened. So I thought it was funny because I forgot. I forgot how much of the movie we had left. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) That fight
2: is the five middle minutes of the movie. (laughs) The rest is all wrap up. This is where we find out what happened, and then the it's rest true. is all wrap up. Yeah. The ghost wakes up. She's a person. Uh, she is the person that we saw at the top of the building at the very beginning, jumping off, or mm-hmm. seeming to jump off. Uh, but she's here in a hospital, alive. She's whimpering and clutching her chest. She seems pretty freaked out, because presumably she just saw her ghost self get stabbed. Mm-hmm. Toko enters the room. This woman, uh, comments on how beautiful the view is tonight and talks about the moon and rambles for a little bit until she's like, So are you my enemy? And Toko's like, Yep. But Toko's only here to ask questions. She's not here to do anything to this lady. Not much of an enemy. Oh. Toko, this, she's pretty chill. Kyrie is this woman's name. We'll get that later. So I, now I don't want to say this woman, uh, 20 times, you know? Kirie has been hospitalized for a long time. She doesn't know how long. She's just been staring out the window this entire time. Not a lot of visitors, it seems like. She looked out so long that she lost her sight and can only, like, see the view, like, uh, burned into her mind, basically. Mm-hmm. Never changing. Uh, Toko says something about her, like, mind being in the sky, looking down at that point. Somehow... At some point, some mysterious he gave this woman, uh, gave Kitty an extra bot a spirit body of some kind, to allow her to, like, act outside of her hospital room. We don't know who this person is. Presumably yeah, she call- says
0: dual existence is what he called yes. it. Uh-huh. And it is, yeah. It is one person puppeting two containers. Yes.
2: Toko says if that ghost was her astral projecting, then Shiki would have killed her. Mm -hmm. The the killing the ghost would have killed her. But instead, Shiki was only able to kill the second body. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who don't know who the guy is? I guess we'll find that out at some point. Toko asks why she had those girls jump. And she says that they were already floating around her. Uh, and she wanted them to notice her and to be her friends. Uh, that's all. She was just wanted them to notice her. And that just happened to involve telling them to jump off the building. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, I wonder, w- would any of them have killed themselves at other points in their lives? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, she, if if this hadn't happened, if she hadn't like pushed them? Mm-hmm. Why were there ghosts already there if she was not there? yeah uh the one causing it at first Uh, maybe they were not as happy as like they looked outwardly right Mm -hmm. but they just wouldn't have chosen to do it like this Mm -hmm. so uh as uh, as for mikia mikia is a different case she had seen mikia before she's blind now uh we've heard but apparently that happened pretty recently because she remembers seeing Mikia coming through the hospital carrying flowers once a week at the same time every day for a long time. Yeah. Uh, we don't get this here, but uh, Shiki was in a car accident and hospitalized for months. For for years, actually. Two years. Two years in a coma.
0: Or, yeah. Or, I guess, I guess I don't know that it's two years. But she got out two months ago.
2: Yeah, she was in a coma the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also don't know that she lost all her memories. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but that's in the, the, the novel so I'm going to mention it so she liked this guy and wanted him to take her away from the hospital you know take her away from here and so when he came to the building she couldn't you know resist the urge to spirit him away mm-hmm. we then we start to get a monologue by, this, uh, by Kirie talking about Toko leaving as she like climbs into her wheelchair and starts to go somewhere then we cut back to a Toko monologue again. Toko talks about the difference between flying and floating and tells Kiria that she needs to make a choice. Uh, there's an interesting bit where she's like, You should never you should never choose your path based on the sins you've committed, but you have to bear your sins no matter what path you choose. Yes. This is very nasu. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh this is Ciel's mistake, constantly, right? Mm-hmm. CL constantly chooses her path based on guilt over her sins instead yeah. of just, like, living with it. Mm-hmm. Kyrie picks up her monologue. She says that she was never able to fly. She was too much of a coward, and so her path was already chosen. She takes the elevator to the top of the Fujo building, And we get this fascinating little monologue that adds a fun twist to this, where she talks about how hot and sexy it was that she stabbed her to death with a knife. (laughs) It's incredible. (laughs) She's like, I thought I didn't have anything to live for,
0: but it turns out I did have one thing
2: (laughs) and it was dying. Yeah, she's like, I've lost my chance to have as beautiful a death as that would have been, but I'm going to get as close as I can by throwing myself off this building. Uh Uh-huh. uh It goes without saying, but I think I should end it by falling to my death from an overlooking view. And we see her, like, stumbling to the edge, and then uh, the screen goes dark, and we hear her, like, hit the ground. Another sick scene. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a rough one for anyone who has, like, uh, suicide, uh, like, problems with suicide in media, but, like, it's very cool.
0: Wait, isn't it Fujio? Fugio? the building
2: oh yeah, it's, it's fine cool. uh fujino asagami is what's fucking me up there i'm now oh, saying it wrong yeah. because of uh, uh well you wrote asagami. fujo fujo wait
0: i'm 90 percent sure it's fujio fujio the building
2: i've been writing a fujo the whole time weird anyway uh <laughs> i have to look it up now <laughs> <laughs> It's F U J O U.
0: Oh, is it okay,
2: I'm Gumba. Never mind. Haha. One point for Ben. After Kirie dies, Mikia wakes up. Uh there's a very funny the girls all get together to gaslight Mikia. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Uh huh. He's like, What what happened? And Toko's like, Hey, make me some coffee. You took a nap or something. Uh it, <laughs> you need to stretch your legs, it'll be good rehabilitation. He's like what? rehab what the tv is playing uh a news report about uh what i can presume will be another one of these movies uh there's an incident where a bridge collapsed a bridge called the broad bridge the
1: tv or like six of the ten tvs
2: (laughs) yes yes uh fucking it's so cool. Toko's Toko, so cool. Toko has a hashtag aesthetic CRT wall. Yes, I forgot to mention that earlier, but she does. She uses it to play Melty Blood. <laughs> Calling it a
1: wall is generous. It's
3: like a pile. They're
2: just like slumped in the corner. Yes, <laughs> it's a pile. It's, it's a pile of TVs.
0: There's like a, a f- always fish on one of them. <laughs> I just uh, that. Like two of <laughs> it's a f- a f- bunch of them are turned
2: off. Is what it is.
0: Yeah, a, a, two of them are, are a bunch of. Oh. Uh a bunch of them are turned off. Yeah. And then there's two of them th- that are just like static images or like video loops. And then there's one that's like actually playing the news. It's Me at the bar with wild. Toko
2: as she like flips through photos of her CRT pile. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Oh yeah, that looks great. <laughs> uh <laughs> One of Toko's TVs is playing a news story about a uh, a bridge collapsing last month and something about having a critical design failure i'm sure that's all that happened um mikia they they talk about the the oh the news starts talking about the eight suicide deaths mm-hmm. and mikia's like Whoa, eight i think it was four when he fell asleep yeah it's four or six um Chiki and toko have a conversation without him about humans trying to fly and the intoxication of the sky and all that and then mikia's like what the fuck's going on and toko's like okay here's what it is there was a there was a, a woman above the fujo building and a bunch of ghosts and uh she was making people kill themselves mm-hmm. and mikia's like that sounds like a cheap novel and toko's like it does doesn't it this is very dumb <laughs> it's always dumb to me when people say this shit Uh uh-huh why
1: would you say this about the thing that you wrote
2: yeah right then we get another great scene uh of uh it's a bunch of b-roll as shiki and mikia discuss suicide amongst themselves
3: Mm -hmm. uh
2: yeah it's like this fun bit where it, uh, it was eye rolling and then good again for me what uh what's Mikia's thing? Shiki asks if Mikia will would ever commit suicide. What do, what's his his reasoning?
0: He says uh if he had a deadly retrovirus that could wipe out Tokyo, he would to save everyone.
2: Uh Shiki and, says that's stupid. You're 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 blowing yeah. this out of proportion so that you don't have to make a good argument.
0: Uh and he says right. He he um he would die because he's a coward and he couldn't handle the pressure of living. Um, if he had alienated everyone in the city. Mm-hmm. So he'd kill
2: himself. Uh, Because it'd be easier than... Yeah. Uh, okay. Be brave for a moment or have to keep it up as long as you've lived. You know which is harder, right? Uh-huh. It's very good.
1: Maybe I'm being extreme, but I think death is an indulgence.
2: <laughs> very anti-suicide message at the end of this movie. Well he does like he's like yeah i honestly i understand <laughs> well yeah he's like i i'm a weak person so i understand people who would who see suicide as an escape rather than something selfish and shigi's like you're not a weak person and he's like stunned that she would compliment him and <laughs> not pointedly not looking at him Uh huh. now cut back to shigi's apartment Mikia starts talking about his dream, uh, which is a dragonfly and a butterfly dancing. Uh, this is the OP. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how the butterflies, like, trying to imitate the dragonfly's flight instead of just floating like it, like butterflies do. By the way, and while he's
1: doing this, he is stocking her fridge with more with water With a bottle of water,
2: yes. He's, you know, he's got to take care of his freak. <laughs> uh, not with food, though. Not with food. <laughs> he's never brought her food. Mhm mhm. So he goes on about the butterfly and the dragonfly and then like it's like ah that's that's a weird story. I'm going to move on. Uh, Shiki also during the scene is doing the most like sl- the slow motion just miserable rolling around on the bed. <laughs> she's so pathetic. <laughs> it's time, incredible. Every time Shiki does something that should be like that would normally be like a moe anime girl moment, it's like the most like it's, she's just so bad at it. <laughs>
1: They draw her to look so, just like, deflated and sad.
2: (laughs) Uh, um, She asks him to stay the night. (laughs) And he's like, Well, that would be convenient for me, but I don't want to impose. And she's like, You have to eat your strawberry ice cream. I already ate mine. She does this incredible pout. (laughs) Again, it's like, it's cute in like this greasy girl who is miserable kind of way, (laughs) not cute in like a Moe way.
3: Mhm.
2: Uh he agrees to stay the night. He I think he he's happy that she ate his ice, the ice cream. And but then he like takes a moment to scold her for like using rough language in that scene and she's like he's like you are a girl after all and he, she essentially tells him to fuck off and rolls over. She's <laughs> incredible. So this is where you would find out that Chiki is a girl for sure. Mhm.
3: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, for sure. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I can't wait till we get more Shiki gender stuff. Yeah. It seems like Shiki's just a mess, and I really appreciate that about her. We get an OP. Uh, music's still good. Nothing really happens in it, it's just credits. But then we get a post-credit sequence. We get a news report on the eighth suicide. There were eight suicides after all, it's just instead of the eighth girl dying, uh, Fujio uh, Kirie died. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. her father was the owner of the Fujio Building at, at its like height. Uh, she was twenty-seven at the time of her death. She and... was the
1: biggest ghost because she was the biggest girl.
2: Yes. Uh huh. Girls continue to grow <laughs> uh, forever, cup size and and height. Uh, every year, they gain an inch of height and a cup size. <laughs> um right, so the news has concluded that uh her death was not related to the other ones, even though she did jump off the same building. Uh because she's not a high school girl. <laughs> this, is, this is very funny to me.
1: Yeah, it's nonsense. What uh-huh. are you talking about, man?
2: Uh Toko is on a walk with a with a girl named Azuka uh who is Mikia's sister. Uh we don't we don't know that, but she kinda looks like him. Or we don't know that here. It is in the light novel, or the novel. Azuka says that she heard the newscaster say that uh, obviously Kiria killed herself over her, like, sickness. And it has nothing to do with the seven other suicides in that exact location. (laughs) Nothing going on here, folks. This this plays into uh, cops in the Nasuverse are nothing and don't exist and don't matter in any way, shape, or form.
1: Extremely, like... (laughs) accidentally true to life about uh-huh. just cops being shitty idiots who don't want to work
2: uh-huh Asuka says that she doesn't understand suicide Toko does turn to camera a bit and says there is no reason to commit suicide <laughs> Uh, and then it like scrolls up at, and it just like ends on this like a uh, shot of the enormous fujo building just like the side of it looking like completely uh ruined and decaying mhm uh yeah it's sick
1: and then it says thanatos and i thought that meant the end and no. wasn't just the name of the movie
2: uh there is like a next time on where they do a preview for the next one. We're not going to talk about that too much, but it is interesting to note that this took place in September of 1998, and next time we're jumping back in time to 1995.
1: The time when Shiki still existed within Shiki.
2: <laughs> yes. Uppercase Shiki. <sighs> oh, it's yeah. going to be so good. We're up to like five Shikis in Nasu stuff. Four. There's a fake Shiki too. I oh. not
0: Really, six, if you want to count near side and far side Shiki as different people.
2: Uh, Roa Shiki and, uh, regular uppercase, vanilla yeah. uppercase Shiki.
1: Is remake Shiki distinct?
2: Uh, if oh. if he is, then also that's like three more Shikis. <laughs> <laughs> he is different. He is canonically different.
0: Mm hmm. hmm. what do you mean?
2: Well, like, it's a different continuity. Oh, yeah. So I suppose yeah. you could say. <laughs> That that's more shikis to add to the pot.
0: That's too many shikis, man. Making a uh-huh. real
1: big shiki too gumbo. Too many shikis in the kitchen. <laughs>
2: shiki gumbo. Yeah, that's K&K episode one. I had a good time. Yeah, I, it's I had really a lot of okay time. The vibes are great. shiki's great. I like the Mikiya vibes too, are good to the much.
1: degree that every time you explained something that was like only in the visual novel, I was like, that makes it sound worse. <laughs>
2: i love that shit i love nasu texture shit yeah. you know what i mean i i think i would like this better if i didn't know
0: it was an adaptation
4: yeah because i yeah. could
0: just exist in the vibes and not be like okay but i know that there's a lot of missing
5: uh-huh, uh-huh yeah
1: okay so i think that's what i mean i not that it sounds worse but that i think i liked the movie more not knowing what you missing
5: details uh-huh uh-huh
2: yeah yeah totally if i if i went in totally fresh and and didn't know about the light novel or or before i started this podcast and i had to get really into the different adaptations of type moon stuff i think i mm-hmm. could have just like gone through it and had a great time you know mm-hmm. but now i'm like no i gotta get that nitty-gritty nasu like bullshit where he just talks a long time about philosoph like philosophical shit that no one cares about
5: because mm-hmm. i yeah. me
2: i care about it
1: it just works really well as
2: like a tone piece almost yeah
1: like a mood thing that reveals its details incrementally Mm
5: -hmm.
1: which is not what nasu does in his prose and that's also fine
5: Uh Um, uh-huh he's a real
1: rambler this approach works for this story
3: Mm
2: -hmm. i think better
1: than i think it does in like i i've seen a pretty big chunk of, like, the Unlimited Blade Works anime, Uh, and I don't think it works there at all. I think that anime is, like, actively pretty bad in the scope of that visual (laughs) novel in a way that I think this movie works really well by itself.
2: Uh, I think that K&K benefits from being an early Nasu thing where it doesn't have as much, like, anchors tying it to other stuff, too. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Uh, Where stuff can kind of just happen and like yeah there's nasi probably has lore reasons for it in his head but it hasn't been explored 17 times inside like uh media yet you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it does it does feel like and also it just feels different than other nasi stuff it's like close to tsukihime in like initial pitch in a certain sense but it's really nothing like tsukihime mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh so far it's what if Tsukihime was about ghosts instead of vampires and I know it's not going to completely hold to that uh but I don't think it's really a vampire thing at all. Um but yeah it's a very very different experience, you know. Mhm. And me being the 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 guy who likes Tonoshiki, uh this Shiki is just I like her better obviously. Yeah. It's not really yeah. a contest. Yeah. Just <laughs> Shiki. Look at
4: her. She's, She's awful.
2: It's the OG Shiki. She looks fucking terrible all the time. I don't know when she last washed that kimono. <laughs> <sighs> okay, uh, Fen. How long is that?
0: Uh, four oh nine.
2: Four oh nine. Nice breezy one. That's nothing. Yeah, I was I was worried we were going to get towards five hours.
0: I'm very hungry.
2: Yeah, we got to wrap this up soon. Ina, do you have any last uh last Kyokai thoughts? Uh, no, it was sick.
1: I really liked it. I look forward to not reading any books and <laughs> just continuing the vibes.
2: That sounds wonderful. I have to read this in Japanese.
1: I'm really sorry to hear that.
2: My, prom- my promise to myself is that I'm allowed to start reading the Tsukihime remake early in Japanese, but only if I can get through K&K first. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's reasonable.
1: That's good training too, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's fantastic practice. It's also extremely time consuming. And again, Nasu is like Part of that is the way that you're doing it. This is, I am also doing it in an exhaustive way in order to squeeze more practice out of it. Uh, but also, Nasu talks like a crazy person all the time. I'm like squinting at this page trying to understand where where a synthetic limb comes into all of this fucking story about suicide. And it's because I don't know that Shiki has a fucking fake arm yet. (laughs) And it's just kind of dropped in with no fucking
1: context. That guy's definitely my enemy for life. I will defeat him in battle if I ever meet him.
2: I like Nasu, but uh, he really is like a real bullshit guy. (laughs) I have so much respect for him. For just being on his bullshit constantly all the time. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, he he made it. Uh huh. That's the dream.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. He's he's what he's doing the thing that I wanted to do with my unified like setting in high school. You know what I mean? He's yeah. just like yeah, yeah. It's like a multiverse kind of situation, you know. And you just do it forever. A surprising amount of this runtime was just you talking. You know. Still mostly me, still mostly me, but you talked a lot about X-Men, so it's not just my fault. I could have talked so much more about X-Men. I know you could have, I know you have it in you. Thank you so much. We're part of the Abnormal Mapping Network.
1: The next time that I come on the show, I'm not going to assign any reading, I'm just going to lay from start to finish Cyclops' life story out. I'm just going to tell you about it. (laughs)
4: Oh,
2: you should see the, like, sheer exhaustion in Fen's face right now.
1: Just get your running commentary. Just, I need dinner. Cyclops uh-huh. has, uh, <laughs> like I need three different Fen. women who all look the same and are not related.
2: <laughs> Ina, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you for having me. I had a great time. Uh, Fen, You want to start the outro? I
0: tried, and then as Ben is wont to do got interrupted
2: (laughs) yes I was interrupted I'm so sorry
0: we're part of the abnormal mapping network (laughs) where can people find you you're talking
2: too quietly you have to boost it up or no one's gonna be able to hear you
0: where can people find you Ben
2: do Ina first
0: Ina where can people find you please listen
1: to my
2: podcast please listen to ina's podcast it's really good
1: fen has personally said that it's the best single piece of audio media of all time uh-huh um, and that it's perfect so uh-huh.
2: you i would listen to, to half it. of the first episode but i did have fun with the half of the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> i was too busy doing x-men homework to do more it's all stover homework damn that sucks uh um, it's a fun time. It's all
1: Stover is better than reading seven random issues of X-Men from the 80s. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I heartily agree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's called It's All Stover. <laughs> we we read like one book a month, seems to be the schedule that we've settled into. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it uh, if you follow us on Twitter at StoverCast. Seems to be the easiest way, because podcatchers don't like us. Uh, or we're yeah. on Apple Podcast.
2: At Stovercast, you said. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm noting it down so I can include it. In the show notes. So there's yeah. that.
1: Got any other plugs? Um Oh yeah, uh please listen to my podcasts. <laughs> 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 it's really good
5: uh-huh
2: uh-huh uh otherwise i'm i'm good
5: okay okay
2: fan where can people find you on the internet
0: type fennec dot cm f-e-n-i-c into an address bar mm-hmm. that'll get you there i just also just generally i realized i don't post very much and by that i mean i have like unintentionally taken a posting break um you could also just dm me on discord or whatever if you want to hang out in our little server that's where i'm most active
2: um open dms dm me anytime for a good time that's
0: not what i said (laughs) um yeah where can 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 people find you ben where can people find the show oh email us questions at actually at com.
2: wait no you're right it's usually me first yeah but please email us Kyokai questions not spoiler questions and we won't do them till the end but uh next time there will be shorter yuri tea time because we're not yeah. talking about 30 shows uh so hopefully it'll be a short ep- a couple short episodes oh, what are we doing for yuri tea time next
1: Next time I'm on the podcast, I'll watch 50 shows.
2: Yes, you have to one-up yourself. You have to, like, play a bigger joke next time. You have to one-up yourself.
1: You just tell me what to do, and I'll do it. I've got prep time this time.
2: (laughs) We have to... You were gonna give you six, (laughs) like, weeks of prep time. (laughs) Do you have anything for your E.T. time?
0: Um... Oh, I was looking... Okay.
2: I don't have anything off the top of my head. Kind just
0: staring at Fair uh, Bookshelf. If there's anything that I... Yeah, I don't know. Well, that'll be in the podcast description.
2: Yeah, we'll figure something out. Okay. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Enns. You can find me on co-host at Ben Enns. uh I don't tweet that much. Uh, you can also look at my uh, at DoomGender account on Twitter where I tweet about the video game that I'm making, the visual novel that I'm making. Uh, I'm hoping to get the first chapter of that done uh, in the next couple of months. I've been doing a lot of drawing, drawing girls. Mm-hmm. I love doing that. Uh, so look forward to that. Well, or not, but I would like it if you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't think I got anything else. Next time we're covering the second Kata no Kyokai movie. What's it called?
1: Kara no Kyokai 2.
0: Uh, Kano Kyokai, Kyokai-ing. and Nothing Heart: The Return of the ko-
2: Kyokai. Murder Speculation Part A. Murder Speculation's a good name.
3: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Uh, wait, it's Part A, Part One, Part One. Okay. No, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't quibbling with your terminology. I was just like, wait, there's two movies for one chunk.
0: Interesting. Uh, yeah. No, the. Not Nothing Heart is the seventh
2: movie or eighth movie? I see. Nasu's being, he's like playing with the the way that titles are formatted again, huh? Mm -hmm. Oh, he loves to do that. He's such a little rascal. Mm -hmm. What a scamp. (laughs) Definitely a scamp. Alright, well, look forward to that next time. We're back. We're back. It's a new year. This is the first podcast of the new year that we've recorded. Yeah. Sick.
0: Uh, Oh. You know what we'll do next time? It's like a like a media of last year
2: oh you want to do
3: a game of the year type thing yeah
5: yeah
0: talk about blue archive Mm -hmm. oh oh no oh i could have talked about blue reflection
2: (laughs) you could have talked about blue reflection okay next time you have to bring you have to talk about blue reflection promise me this yeah all right I'll,
1: i'll try to finish at least the first game by then
2: oh yeah you're you're back for an. I will game. so happily. Yes, we would love to talk action. about Blue Reflection. Again. Yeah, I love absolutely.
1: Of course, parallels between Blue Reflection and uh, the X Men. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they They're really similar if you think about it. For about like thirty hours, desperately trying to come up with connections.
1: <laughs> a lot of lesbian teenage girls in. Oh the yeah, X-Men. here we go. Changing into outfits to fight yep. uh, enemies who's uh, who are ultimately supernatural based and uh, like manifestations of ideologies and uh, ooh, ooh. insecurities.
2: You're doing great here.
1: <laughs> uh, Kitty Pride just joined a team that travels between <laughs> dimensions. Also, ben,
2: hang up quick. Uh, <laughs> wait don't actually hang up
1: no please no, I'm, I'm kidding I'm done
2: <laughs> I saw Fen's hand moving we, I do have to feed Fen alright Ina thank you again for joining us we will yes. see you back again sometime
1: uh, and thank you for
2: all of the homework that you did on this podcast
1: thank you for giving me homework I would not have <laughs> watched any of these
2: shows for like three more years without it shoutouts to Bochi Fen see us out
0: One day, let's meet in the digital sea.
2: This is pretty late for it. usually we start earlier in the day even if we yeah. go longer so it's a little late for fan
4: Fans start really pulling sorry. up food
2: oh you're fine again every guest every time we have a guest on for the first time they're always like oh my god i'm so sorry i talk so much i made it i like dragged it on and it's like Y'all know we do 6 hour episodes just the two of us, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, I know they're all like this. It's
1: I just all like I know this. that
2: you started later for me, so That's true, but it's not like a it's not a problem. Fen was doing fine till the last like 5 minutes. This always happens to Fen at the end of the podcast when Faye can see the goal. <laughs> it doesn't
0: always happen.
2: No. Um I had a great time.
3: Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Thank you for coming, Ina. I'm going to hit stop recording.